2: Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
0: <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream.
4: listening to Fox Sports
1: Radio. 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 What a title. Are you ready? Prince of Darkness. The Prince of Darkness. <laughs> the Prince of Darkness is in the house.
4: I'm the man up in this piece.
1: Jonas Knox. I don't shine shoes anymore.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chief. This
1: will be good. Jonas Knox is coming through your speakers like a right cross from a boxer that you've never heard of.
4: They run through our ass like... To a tin horn man and we could not stop her. and now
1: live from the geico fox sports radio studios what are you talking about what is this your first day on the job here's jonas knox
4: get in the
5: fast lane grandma the bingo game is ready to roll go
6: Well, what do you know? Tis the season in the world of sports. It's like clockwork. It's every single year at this time, and I will get into what exactly that is coming up here in just a couple of moments from now. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can uh, hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on SiriusXM, Channel 83, and on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates wherever you are taking part in this program. We are appreciate you doing so as we have a, a come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios we're 15 minutes. you 15% or more on car insurance visit geico.com for a free rate quote i am drinking presently in fact just to just to prove that uh, that, you, that you know this isn't uh, just some sort of a, a gag like i'm trying to make up a story to to lead into a, a sports topic Here's your proof. I am drinking peppermint coffee. I would never drink peppermint. Here's the proof. Okay, there it is. I would never drink peppermint coffee any other time of year other than December. I don't know what it is. It's, it's like clockwork. It's if For whatever reason, tis the season. You just you, you, There's something in the air. I don't know if, it, if it's the Christmas lights. I have no idea what it is. No time, any other time during the year would I drink Christmas coffee or, or peppermint coffee except during Christmas. I don't know why. I would never drink pumpkin or eat pumpkin-flavored anything any other time of year except for November. And the crazy thing is, right after Thanksgiving is over, Nobody has any interest in any of that stuff. Like, I don't know if there's a way to quantify it. I don't know if there's a way to look into what, what uh, uh, you know, sales on pumpkin tasting items are afterwards. But for whatever reason, we get locked into these, these moments and we get locked into these time frames. And that's where things have to happen. And it's happening in the world of sports. Are you noticing the conversations that are starting to pop up around uh, the world of football? You notice what's happening? So-and-so's on the hot seat. It's every year. Somebody's on the hot seat. Somebody's got an issue. Uh, somebody is, uh, is is potentially going to lose their job. It's happening right now, It's ha- and it happens every year at this time. Here we go. Who's fighting to save their job in the final couple weeks of the season? Uh, who's most likely to be canned? And we've already seen a couple of guys that have been fired already this year. But it's every single year at this time, like clockwork, the coaching hot seat fires up in football. Every single time this year. And when we get to this point, you got to start asking yourselves, all right, who's a legitimate candidate to be fired? Now, this is not just an NFL conversation. This is college football. I don't know if you happen to see the college football game of note on Friday night, but it involved Arizona and Arizona State. And Arizona got completely annihilated. I mean annihilated. Arizona State put up a 70-burger on them. It was that bad opening kickoff, touchdown, the works. It was embarrassing. It was a standalone spot. It was on national television. Arizona was crushed. And so here we go with the conversations. Is Kevin Sumlin done? Kevin Sumlin, the head coach for Arizona. Is he gone? What are we looking at? He's 11 games under 500 and he's got no bowl appearance. And so I'm texting some guys who played at Arizona, some Arizona alums, some guys that I happen to know and i'm and I'm on this group chain, and they're they're pissed they're embarrassed because that's their program, and these are guys that went on to other things after the Arizona Wildcat football program, but that's their pride and joy. It's why you always see an NFL player no matter what team they go to in the NFL, they always rep their college team that's really their pride and joy. For those guys, Arizona's their pride and joy and they're embarrassed. They're pissed off. They're calling for jobs. They're saying Kevin Sumlin's gotta go. But it's not just Kevin Sumlin. And I don't and I don't know what this, the, the status is with Kevin Sumlin, but I think there are gonna be a lot of hot seat guys in college football that actually end up back next season for a couple of reasons. Number one, the money. There's a lot of college programs out there that don't want to have to pay the buyout or have to pay two coaches at once. I think Sumlin's is like around $5 million, which is manageable. But there's a lot of programs who don't want any part of that. Here's the other portion of this that we need to take into account. For everybody that's that's calling for jobs, everybody out there that is saying, so-and-so should lose their job, and it's starting to heat up this time of year, just like clockwork, same time every single season – Understand that the evaluation is much more difficult than you're actually giving credit to. And it's much more difficult in college football than it is in the NFL. I would argue in the NFL, and look, you've got your your candidates out there. You've heard the rumors. Adam Gase, Doug Peterson, Matt Nagy, Doug Marone, Anthony Lynn. Those guys feel like if there's going to be some moves at the end of the season it probably would be some of those guys. That's what it feels like. If you follow the rumor mill, if you follow any of the any of the, the the stories that come out from any of those places locally, those all feel like guys that potentially could be fired at the end of the year. And then you already had Dan Quinn, Matt Patricia, Bill O'Brien. Those guys were already canned earlier this year. But The NFL firings in a year like this, I can kind of understand. I don't like it because I don't like seeing anybody lose their job. But I can understand why in a year like this, there would still be the same sort of coaching hot seat moves and, and firings at this time of year and after the season. Because the NFL is the one league that has looked most like itself. They haven't had to cut any games. Yeah, they've had to go through testing and postponement, and some teams have been jobbed out of a bye week and so on and so forth. But the NFL season, by and large, it kind of looks normal. Yeah, you've got games mixed up in other places, but you're going to get all your games in. You're going to have your playoffs, and you're going to have your Super Bowl. But up to this point, week 14, already one game in the books, the NFL season has looked pretty normal. It started on time. And it appears at this point that it's going to end on time. So you can still get yourself a a pretty clear evaluation of where an organization is headed, what coach is doing what, and what is going on behind the scenes there that makes you think, I got to make a move. I got to make a change. So the NFL, I can understand the logic behind them. If you go to these other sports, man, I mean, the NBA, they played in a bubble. You stopped your season. You started it months later, and then you threw a bunch of guys in a bubble. Uh, We totally underestimated not only the physical aspect of it, but also the emotional draining aspect of it, to where you got guys talking about being depressed, or they've got island fever, or whatever the case may be. And yet you're still judging coaches – and using the NBA coach hot seat and firing guys like Doc Rivers or guys like Alvin Gentry because you go, well, you know, I don't like the direction of the organization. Man, the season stopped and picked up months later, and you threw them inside a bubble. (laughs) Like, were you expecting everybody to perform well? I mean, I just like Major League Baseball, same thing. You roll out a sixty-game bag of crap. You've got this 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 weird setup to where teams can go to certain places, then they're going to these designated spots for the world. So it's just it was weird. The whole thing was weird. I don't know how you get a clear evaluation. And in college football, you can say Kevin Sumlin's got to go. You can say Jim Harbaugh's got to go. You can say James Franklin's got to go, which are all the names that are out there based on their performances this season. But my God, can you imagine what a pain in the ass it is to try and run a college football program this year? Not even just getting players ready to play. But even if they don't test positive in some conferences, but they come in contact, they're just wiped out for several days. No, 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 you can't be a part of this team. No, 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 none of that. No, you can't have any of this. Didn't know if you were going to have a season. Then you thought you were going to have one, and you release a schedule. And then the schedule comes out, and everybody cancels it. Like, everybody's trying to figure this thing out on the fly. And not to mention, you're dealing with kids between the ages of 18 and 22. And I say kids, because let's be honest here. Technically, you're an adult when you're 18 and 19 years old. But when you get older and you look back on those days, you go, man, I was nowhere close to being a man or an adult. When I was 18 or 19, I was a busboy at TGI Fridays. I swear to God. My Friday nights were not doing a a radio show on Fox Sports Radio. I was bussing tables and washing glassware at TGI Fridays. Not even making that up. I wasn't an adult. I didn't make great decisions back then. You think these guys are going to make great decisions when they go out? And then we get angry with them. Oh, my God, they're reckless, more positive. Man, they're young. And so you're a coach having to rely on young people to make decisions during a pandemic, and your job relies on it. In the NFL, I get it. These are adults. It It's looked pretty much like a normal season outside of the obvious, but you're going to play all your games. And you're getting a a clear answer as to who's a legit team and who's not because it looks like a normal season. In college football, I have no idea. So we can rip into Kevin Sumlin all we want. We can smash Jim Harbaugh. We can bury James Franklin and whoever else is out there and say, well, those guys got to go or they got to get somebody else in there that can run this program the right way. Congratulations to everybody who has figured it out and run their program the right way this year and had success, but I do not fault any of these programs if they've struggled this year, and I don't know that it's the best idea, not saying every case, but I don't know if it's the best idea to do an evaluation on this year and tie someone's job to it. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can uh, hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. You can get me on Twitter, at theJonasKnox, at theJonasKnox on Twitter, as we come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, we are going to be here until 6 a.m. Eastern time here on Fox Sports Radio. All sorts of shenanigans, the usual grab-ass attached to it. We've got Knox Locks coming up later on in the show. We've got Guess That Garbage, Pro Wrestler, Porn Star, The Scraps, The Prop Bet Monster, you name it, it's all here, four hours on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, though. I am slowly starting to fall in love with an athlete that you can't stand. Find out who we're talking about next here on FSR. We
1: don't need to bring Jonas in.
6: Coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up in, we'll call it a little over 10 minutes from now here on FSR. Um, Something struck a nerve. Something straight to the core of a very valuable and powerful personality in the NFL. We will dive into that here. Coming up in about 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. Um, Perfet, what the hell is this? David the Donkey? Is that what this is called? Dominique the Donkey. Dominique the Donkey, the Italian Christmas this? Donkey. That's the name of the song. Yes, the Italian Christmas. Okay, interesting. Last week we opened up with the Mariah Carey. Yeah, we'll have Mariah. And then here, too. a week later, here we go. Yeah, I mean, listen. So uh, you never know what you're going to get. It is Christmas time here on Fox Sports Radio. Well, we got to uh, mix. All right, we got to mix uh, the
9: traditional with the you know the rock and the stuff.
6: Look. I prefer the traditional stuff. Absolutely, so I, I'm I'm great with this. Yeah, like the the classics. I prefer all that stuff. So no, it's a it's a blast from the past here on FSR. Um, all right, let's uh. <laughs> there's a guy out there that people have become, or or they've really grown to dislike. And there there's a lot of it. Um, a lot of this is the things that are said, and then maybe you know the things that are gone back on. But but let's let's be upfront and let's be open and let's have a real conversation and i want to have a real conversation about conspiracy theorists okay now before you start to laugh all right i understand that's usually where i tend to to go myself but this is all that i'll say if you've ever met a conspiracy theorist one of the things that happens to a conspiracy theorist is that you dismiss them right off the bat and the reason you dismiss them is not because the ac- the information that they have isn't accurate or they don't know what they're talking about. It's because it's different than what you were taught or what you have learned. And so you immediately push back on it. Like, I, w- I was in a room and had two people arguing flat earth versus round earth. I swear to God. The guy arguing flat earth had a better argument because he had more information. He had he had he had more that he could go to. And I don't believe it. I, I don't I don't think that the but I would never stand up in a conversation with that guy just based on the fact that he's actually done the research and he knows what the hell he's talking about in that particular field, in that belief. And there's enough out there that you can actually and so that's why I'm always I don't buy into majority of them. But I'm always fascinated and interested and curious to find out about them because what is it that you see, or, or what? Do you, let's have a conversation about it. And in this day and age, you're just not allowed to have that conversation. It's just one giant echo chamber. You just follow the people that, that think the way that you think, and then you dismiss everybody else. And you, and so that happens. And it's not just in sports that happened, You know, all over the place. Like it, it's it happens everywhere you look. But the the reason that we push back on conspiracy theorists is because they're different. They think different. And it would make us have to maybe rethink things that we thought. And so I say all that to say this. I love Kyrie Irving. I got to be honest with you. I love it. And I love what he's doing to people. I think it's hysterical. I think it's hilarious. And I just love how emotional it gets people. I swear to God. Now, I don't believe majority of the stuff that he says, because how many times over and over can one guy say something and then go back on his word and then do this and that? So I don't believe majority, but I think it's hysterical what he is doing. So a week ago, right at this exact time, we were talking about Kyrie Irving saying, I'm just going to release a statement. I don't want to talk to the media. And my point was, who cares? Like, if he doesn't want to talk to the media, who cares? Like why? I mean, it, it just give a deal if he doesn't want to talk he doesn't want to talk you know whatever and then a week later he gets 25 grand so they fine him for 25 grand and he responds by releasing another statement asking that they put the fine money to good use and then the cherry on top Right, this is the part where, where things get really, really good. The cherry on top was he called the media pawns. Okay, so he called members of the media pawns. And I love it on so many levels. Level one, the media's reaction. Man, we can dish it, but we can't take it. It is unbelievable how bothered members of the media were with that here's a news flash when an athlete says you never played the game or you don't know because you never played the game the reason it bothers so many people in the media is because it's true they know things that we're never gonna know it's just a reality it's a fact If you said the same thing in reverse, hey, man, you've never hosted a radio show. You'd have no idea. It's the truth. You could say it's a cop out. You could say it's lazy, whatever. But members of the media get so sensitive to stuff. Kyrie Irving calls us pawns. You know how many times Kyrie Irving has been called a, a choke artist or a, a, a couldn't do it without LeBron or just insert any other number of insults that's been aimed at Kyrie Irving about his career? You know how many times that's happened and he's never fought back or never spouted back? He calls members of the media pawns and everybody's up in arms about it. How dare he? Have more respect. Kevin Love, his former teammate, comes out uh, riding in to save the day and say, oh, you know, I think that's a sign of disrespect. Because he called him pawns. Who cares? There's a lot worse things you'd be called in the world. I'm sure Kyrie Irving's been called much worse on social media by fans. Who cares? So he said, you're pawns. So what? Stop being so sensitive. We dish it out, but we can't take it. It's the same thing with Twitter. We sit here. We criticize athletes. We criticize teams. We criticize decisions. Decisions that people are making in the world of sports. People who, by the way, have forgotten more about their sport than we'll ever know. And somebody calls us a bad name on Twitter, and we have to block them. Ooh, I'm gonna block you. I gotta. I gotta run. I gotta block you. Stop. It's an opinion-based business. You give your opinion. It doesn't mean it's right. You just give your opinion. Why do you think I retweet insults? Because I don't care. Why do you think I don't block people? Because I don't care. Who cares? So Kyrie Irving called you a pawn. Big deal. Like, like what, you really need a Kyrie quote? And that's the other portion of this. The guy's different. All right? Like, you're surprised that he's going to take this approach? Like, that that's really going to throw you off? I mean, do you think this is the last odd thing Kyrie Irving's going to do in his career? We talked about Flat Earth. That was one of them. Uh, I was telling uh, fans in Boston, I plan on signing here and then not signing there. He's, He's made all sorts of crazy, like what was it, about Christmas or Thanksgiving? He had something about a holiday. Like he says stuff. He says stuff different. He's thinking on the fly. His mind's constantly, he does things different. And so when he does things different or out of the norm or calls you upon, you get surprised by it. Why? I'm surprised you're surprised. What, what's what's the, what's the big revelation here? Kyrie's different. Who didn't know that? Like, And that's the th- People hear this, and they're not used to it, so they immediately act out or they get upset about it. And just, dude, we, we cannot have it both ways. You can't just sit here... And and bloviate or write a column or be critical of these athletes. And then when they shoot back or they say something back, all of a sudden they're out of line. Why? We can do it, they can't? We can we can bury Kyrie Irving for some of his decision making, but he can't call us pawns? Like this I that's that's the part of this that I, I don't understand. And the more that he does this it like you're getting bummed out by Kyrie Irving being weird. He's renting space in your head. He did it a week ago and all he did he didn't I didn't even think he used vulgarity in his in his statement this time around. He just said the word pawn and members of the media lost their minds. How could he? Oh, look, this is this is part of the job. Man, you think athletes really want to talk to us? You think they really want to talk to us sometimes? They don't. It's why when they don't I don't get upset by it. Remember when Cam Newton walked out after the Super Bowl? I didn't get upset by it. Well, well, you know, uh, that's part of his responsibility. Well, okay, well, the next time you lose the most important game or the, or you butcher the most important story or you have the, the, the worst show on the biggest stage of your life and somebody shoves a mic in your face and says, hey, can I get a couple of minutes of your time? What went wrong out there? If you walk away from that, I don't want to hear a damn thing about it. He called you pawns. Big whoop. It's Kyrie Irving. He does weird things. This isn't the first. It's not going to be the last. And you want to know what? I hope it's not the last because I think it's hilarious how sensitive people are. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, you can get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the whole crew is here. They're going to be writing until 6 a.m. Eastern time here with me on Fox Sports Radio. He's the man. He's the voice of LA Sports Radio, Kevin. Fenners. Hey Jonas, not to uh, up, cape- oh, not to
10: cape up for the media, but I, w- I will say when it specifically comes to Kyrie Irving, the whole impetus of this is him saying that the he doesn't want to talk to the media because we always misconstrue his words. I mean, last time I checked, you said it yourself. He says some off-the-wall things. I don't I'm trying to look and find things that we misconstrue from what he said. So you're angry at the media for things that you told us and the our reaction to it. And I think that's the disconnect for a lot of people.
6: But well, but at at some point, why do we need Kyrie Irving to talk? Like if he never talks again, I don't care. Like I, it doesn't does nothing for me. Like I I don't nothing. Like whatever he says, it's like okay, well he's going to say something off the wall and then walk back on it. That's the way that it's going to be. Yeah, we like, don't, I I just
10: yeah. I guess for my if we don't need him to. I don't care if he says another word. To be honest with you, especially considering some of the things that he said in the past, non basketball related, so it doesn't bother me. I guess his reasoning behind it is what bothers me. Yeah, Don't you know, tell me you... that we're misconstruing what you say when it's documented on the record. A lot of times audio is out there of exactly what you said, yet you're accusing us of twisting your words. We're not twisting your words. That's the I, issue that I, I have.
6: I think we need more people like him. I like weird people they're hilarious. I swear well, to God, I think it's funny. It definitely gives us fodder <laughs> really for Sports do. Talk Radio. I'll say that <laughs> if nothing you, else. Yeah, it's great. What do you rather do? Break down Montrez Harrell's first night as a Laker at an empty Staples Center? I mean, come on. This no. is fun, man. This is great, great conversation. Um, all right, Kev. Now, Kev, did you lose respect for me for the fact that I'm drinking peppermint coffee? Did, did I lose uh, some points with you by any chance? Uh, maybe a half a point. That's all right. Listen, I'll, I'll take the half point. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. It's not a full point, but uh, but we are. I'm telling you, man, it's very. I know you're not you're not much of a coffee guy, but if you were a peppermint coffee, there's something about it, it really revs my engine. I don't know why. I I don't, I don't know what it is. I guess the
10: question is, and whether or not you lose the full point, was your pinky sticking up in the air as you were taking sips of the peppermint coffee?
6: Well, it's like a holiday mug, so I have no choice but to have the pinky out because it's not, it's from like the Dollar Tree. So yeah. you don't, it, there's not enough room to have all of them in there like a standard mug. So you have to flip the pinky out. You know, it's not like one of those Waffle House mugs to where you can get all four. You know that's gonna sound weird but you know what i mean hey. like to where you can grip it the right the right way okay like i had to be careful there because i didn't want to i didn't want to get f8 and somebody turned that into a drop all right so i caught myself on the air that's just being a, a professional here at fsr hey
10: jonas you know whatever works whatever works for you, brother it's all good I, it's, it's crazy
6: <laughs> uh ryan bershinger is your executive producer here at fox sports
8: tara gara good What's evening up, jonas Bruce? Uh, underrated factor as well when considering Kyrie Irving. Uh, Uncle Drew was actually a very entertaining movie. I'll say. Never it. saw it. I saw it during the uh, the summer of Movie Pass. Did you have a Movie Pass? Do you know a Movie Pass? No, was? I
6: no no I didn't have it. Oh, do they? Are movie theaters still around? Is that going to happen again, uh, or is that just uh, we just done with that?
8: There there are buildings labeled as movie theaters uh, in our <laughs> neighborhood. Yes.
6: You know, I was actually talking to somebody about this. M- movie theaters. Are you ever just going to like? What's going to happen to just like if you wanted to get a bowl of popcorn? Like if you wanted to get popcorn in a movie theater, now you've got to start second guessing whether or not you can reach your hand in because you want to make sure no drunk licked one of the doorknobs that you were trying to get into the theater on. You know what I mean? Like now, like now you're second guessing everything. Like are movie the- are, are popcorn at the movie theaters? Is it just going to come in bags now? I don't want a bag. I want a, I want an entire thing that's overflowing. With, with with butter and a little bit of salt that's it and I don't think you're ever gonna get that again that's the real tragedy in all this Bersh.
8: I I do know that some theaters are actually open right now only selling popcorn uh Roxy uh the Roxy movie theater in Camarillo which is a a, a locally owned movie theater they they yeah. are open just for popcorn so go buy and support them and, and and get their popcorn it's very good
6: but. And by the way, for those of you listening in Maine, Camarillo is a small city in thousand, uh, near Thousand Oaks and Oxnard, California. Near, sort of near where the uh, Dallas Cowboys uh, have their training camp. Uh, so Ryan Bershinger giving a shout out to his hometown uh, for people that have never seen it and will never, ever actually come visit it here on national radio. So for those of you in, <laughs> Thank you. Those of you in Hawaii, uh, there's no direct flights to Camarillo, uh, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> Bersh. They, they drop them off right at the uh, the Hurley store, the outlets.
8: <laughs> uh, the <laughs> Canberra Airport does at. not take uh, national flights, unfortunately. No, no it just, it just does local not. ones. Harrison Ford yeah, flies in not. sometimes, though. It's cool.
6: Oh, if yeah, he does, uh, <laughs> that's right. Especially if there's a golf course nearby. Oh, I say some um, clean <laughs> landings
8: there for Ron <laughs> <gonna> Han Solo. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah, huh?
6: yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, Chris Perfett is your tec- technical producer here at Fox Sports Snacky Radio. It
9: As someone who brews his own cold brew, I think you're fine with the peppermint
6: coffee. That's yeah, good, man. I'm telling yeah, you guys, I, I, telling one you.
9: of the best cups I ever had, hot hot cups, was I was you, you know Cafe Dumont down in New Orleans, right? Very famous place, no, the Benays. Never heard of it. Wait, wait, hold up. We we do all these props with like landmarks in cities. Cafe Dumont, they always go to when they're at a Saints game.
6: It, it is, is my like, knowledge. My knowledge of New Orleans goes Saints, Pelicans, Cajun food. <laughs> True Detective and then beads, not Bourbon that's Street for getting just blackout drunk. Okay. I've never been there. I've never been to Bourbon mm-hmm. Street. So we yeah, got to. No
9: I, I, I mean, man, when this thing's over, we got to take you down to New Orleans. I think that would be putting yeah, putting Jonas in New Orleans would be trouble. Yeah, but I think that me, would be fun. But, uh,
6: yeah, as a married man, that's probably not going to happen. But, but Cafe
9: right Dumont, now. famous. They have the beignets, which are like kind of the deep fried donuts. Uh, uh. It, but their coffee there, they make coffee with chicory in it. And I know for some coffee fans, that's kind of divisive, but I I kid you not, like after a long night drinking, the chicory coffee is some of the best you will have in the world.
6: Interesting. Well, I mean, if if it says some uh, details on chicory coffee, which I've also never heard of. You know, send it over uh, at Chris Perfett on Twitter, correct That's where they uh, that's right. is yeah. currently drinking chicory in their coffee in the uh, in the New Orleans area at Chris Perfett on Twitter and it's for like, peppermint and for peppermint coffee
9: to at the Jonas yes. Knox. <laughs>
6: Yeah, I just not even. I, I don't even. Want, I'm not even going to look at Twitter tonight because I don't even want to deal with it. I already know where that conversation's going. Uh, all right, so the whole crew's going to be here until 6 a.m. Eastern time here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, uh, somebody straight to the core, a gut punch to somebody in the NFL. We'll have that for you next here on FSR for all the latest though, from around the world of sports. Kevin Figures. All
10: right, and some injury news out of the NFL. New York Giants quarterback Daniel Jones was a full participant in practice on Friday. But he's listed as questionable for Sunday's game against Arizona with that lingering hamstring injury. Texans running back David Johnson has been placed on the COVID list, so he obviously will not play on Sunday. Washington running back Antonio Gibson out for the 49ers game with turf toe. Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey is doubtful for Sunday's game against Denver. In college football, San Jose State outscored Nevada 23 to nothing in the second half to come away with a 30-20 victory to clinch a berth in the Mountain West title game against Boise State. Arizona State Maliwap, Arizona, 70-7. Sun Devils, Devils, I should say, had seven rushing touchdowns. The Wildcats committed seven turnovers in our 0-5 this season. Elsewhere, North Texas outlasted UTEP 45-43. College Hoops third-ranked Iowa, steamrolled Iowa State. Blowout wins for Creighton and Kansas. Villanova overcame an 18-point deficit to beat Georgetown 76-63. Back to Jonas Knox.
6: Thanks, Kev. Coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Uh, Coming up in uh, 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, another edition of Do You Care? Where we get to be a little bit negative here on FSR. That coming up uh, 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, in the midst of a diaper fire of a season, uh, he talked about his his team being flexed out of a primetime game next week. Here was the Cowboys owner.
5: You're probably going to see more of this, not just Cowboys, but in general. Uh, We like, as a league, we like the flexibility that being able to move uh, our different uh, media associates into uh, uh, games that have become of particular interest because the teams are – playing better, or they have uh, particular things that are attractive. So that's a long-winded way of saying flexibility makes a lot of difference. I'll be very candid with you. Some of the biggest ratings we've ever had have been on Sunday afternoon. And so uh, that's not a bad strategy to put the Cowboys in a potentially lesser slot, i.e. prime time, and have more eyeballs watch the NFL.
1: Yeah.
6: Okay, Jerry. Um- here's how this works there are certain times where somebody will do something to you and it just resonates more than other times right and and it could be like whatever you're insecure about somebody's got a, a body part or something about themselves that that they're more insecure about than than something else you know if you've got big ears you know, they could say whatever they want about your hair or your weight gain or your weight loss, but if for whatever reason they talk about that, one, your ears, that just something about that bothers you. Like, 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 like something, something really, really bothers you about that. And it's just for whatever reason it resonates. And so for Jerry Jones, it's the Cowboys, America's team, Grand Stage, uh, the Jerry Dome, sort of of the presentation, the star on the helmet, all of that, right? Jerry loves all of that. It's not even so much that that he likes the wins or even the Super Bowls as much as that. He just likes the idea of the Cowboys being the biggest thing in the NFL. And the fact that the Cowboys have been flexed out of a primetime game for the Browns and his rival Giants... That bothers him. He can try and spin this all he wants to. Well, you know, I mean, just put us in these afternoon games, and I think we'll be fine there, and there's a lot of teams that are going to be flexed. No, Jerry, that's not the point. You got flexed. Your crummy football team got flexed out for the Cleveland Browns, who have been the laughingstock of the league for 15 to 20 years, and your rival Giants, who don't even have their best player on offense, have have a, a rookie head coach, And won a game in Seattle with Colt McCoy at quarterback. You got flexed out for them. He can try and say all he wants about no, no. This is just part of the game. It's no, 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 no. He can lose games. He can lose Super Bowls. A lot of the he can have people you know make fun of his team, or he can lose a contract negotiation, or an injury. It's the fact that his team, America's team got set aside so they could have somebody else and that somebody else was the effing Browns and Giants. That part hurts him. He can say whatever he wants. Deep down he knows that's a blow to his ego and a blow to the mystique and a, and a blow to the arrogance of the Cowboys brand. That stung. He knows it. He can tell you whatever he wants. He can spin it any way he wants. That got to Jerry Jones. Don't buy the BS he's spewing. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. Coming up next, it's just an excuse to be negative. Can we just call it? It's an excuse to be negative. We will address some of the biggest topics in the world of sports and tell you the brutal truth about them. That's next here on FSR.
0: That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
7: Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So, let's do this. Classes in session. Find, try this from the Washington Post wherever you listen.
6: Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up a little over 10 minutes from now here on FSR, top of next hour, we will have another edition of Knox Locks. We are getting down to the wire. It was a back and forth week a week ago. We've got plenty to look back on. I got absolutely jobbed. Absolutely jobbed. I'm not even going to say by a team, by one player in last week's Knox Locks. I'll address that, plus uh, uh, five more picks uh, coming up this week. Uh, So that'll be coming up a little over 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. Right now, though, it is time for something we do on the show, and it's called this.
1: There are so many stories in the world of sports, and most of them are a complete waste of time. TMZ reports. Now, let's get kinky. Here's some of the big stories from the last week. But Jonas, the real question is, do
6: you care? I don't care. And for that, we go to our executive producer, Ryan Bershinger, who just finished shoveling down a panini, and he's ready to fire away with some of these. Bersh, what's
8: happening? Oh, yes. Uh, Paul George <laughs> signed a five-year, $226 million extension with the Clippers. Jonas, do you care?
6: Nope. I don't. Who gives a- Look, once the Clippers traded or, or moved on from all those assets to try and bring in Paul George, it was almost like they had to do the deal. I mean, what were they going to do? Just let him walk and say, ah, oh, you know what, we gave it a gave it an old run for, like, look, the guy wanted to be there. You can say whatever you want about him. He's still a very good player. It was a weird year, strange year. Some of the stories afterwards were a little bit bizarre, but he's still a very good player. And uh, I, I like him with the Clippers. I like the idea of the, the other L.A. team having some star power, so I, I just I wasn't surprised by it. It doesn't really do anything for me. Next!
8: How about some James Harden trade rumors? Uh, the Nets and Sixers oh, are at God. the top of his list. Uh, Bucks and Heat also on that list. Uh, Jonas, do you care?
6: No, I don't. Who cares? Uh, here's what I care about. One of the gifts that he gave to, and I don't know the name of the rapper, but it was like it was the name of the rapper who was having his party, then James Harden went to all these clubs and, and all this. But he here's, here's the most interesting part of the gift bag that he gave this rapper. It's not even the watch, but he gave him $100,000. And he filled up, like, I don't know if it was a Louis Vuitton or whatever they call it bag. Oh, look, the only bags I get are at Burlington Goat Factory. And they're like Puma or like, uh, you know, LA Gear, K Swift. Like. But he gave this bag full of honey buns to this rapper because I guess that's like his favorite snack. And I just want to know. Did they eat the honey buns the right way or the wrong way? And, Bursh, you know what I'm talking about. There's a right way to eat honey buns, and it's after you microwave them. Uh, right? You can't eat them cold. If you eat them cold, they just it doesn't have the same consistency. you got to heat them up, and I don't know that there was a microwave also in that bag. You know what I'm saying, Bursch? Are you a honey bun guy? You know what I'm talking about here?
8: I can get down with some honey buns, absolutely. Okay. All right. Could you eat a whole box right now if you wanted to? I could try. Okay, very good. Next! It's Lil Baby was the rapper. Uh, okay, well,
6: sorry, sorry. I, I thought I thought it was a uh, uh, little uh, kneecap or
8: whatever. Like I don't even know who these people are. Next, uh, Floyd Mayweather and YouTuber Logan Paul are now set to fight. Jonas, do you care? Yeah, I do. I love it. And and
6: people are care- killing Floyd for taking the fight. What do you want him to do? He's going to make a, a bunch of money, and it's an exhibition. He's he's going to work this guy over. He made a bunch of money on, on the Conor McGregor fight, and all he had to do was carry him because he probably had money on the over of rounds, which is my conspiracy theory, that Floyd Mayweather had the, had the over in rounds against McGregor, which is why he carried him for most of that fight. This is what he's doing. He's not going to get in and fight anybody near the top ten. His skills have,
8: have diminished. He's slowed down. He's older. Why not go make a bunch of cash? Next. Former Bengals head coach Marvin Lewis is a name that is surfacing as a possibility for an NFL head coaching vacancy. Jonas, do you care? I do. Because I think Marvin oh, yeah, Lewis gets here. a bad rap
6: because people look at the Bengals and they go, oh, well, they can never win a playoff game, man. They were so bad before Marvin Lewis took over. Ask Andy Furman, Andy Furman, Fox Sports Radio legend based in Cincinnati. He's forgotten more about that organization than most people will ever know. And he t- he's told me stories about how bad they were. Marvin got there and he at least stabilized things. And they were in the playoffs, I think, five out of six years,
8: which in this day and age is impressive next give me a salami submarine <laughs> anthony lynn compared the charger situation to pearl harbor do you care <laughs> i'm not even
6: touching it not even gonna go there i don't know why that was the go to nope. uh,
8: nope. but nah. uh Mm-mm. i'm just gonna go ahead and steer clear of that one next halo's master chief is coming to <laughs> Fortnite. jonas do you yeah. care no
4: i don't care
8: master chief what is that? Is that like a cooking show
6: honest to god what what is, I don't get it. What's master chief?
4: He's
8: like a, he's, he's the fighter in that game. You know, he's like a soldier. Isn't that like
6: yeah. the, the guy I have one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Is, wasn't that his name? Wasn't he the chief? What are we talking about? We're getting down to the wire in Knox locks for 2020, a wild week, a week ago and five more potential winners that coming up here in just a couple of moments from now. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app and on all of our Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever you are taking part in the program, on hundreds of those Fox Sports Radio affiliates. Happy holidays to you and yours. Happy Hanukkah. Uh, if you celebrate uh, Hanukkah, happy Hanukkah to you and yours as well. And we do this all live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios Or 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance visit geico.com for a free rate quote um so i uh, i was discussing this earlier and this is this is exhibit a before we get into knox locks exhibit a into what i was talking about i defended i defended Kyrie irving because Kyrie Irving called the media pawns and members of the media got sensitive about it. And so I defended him and simply said, who cares, man? The guy, he's going to, you know, he says what he says. He says weird things. It's fine. If he never talks, he never talks. But we can't, we can't dish it out and be critical of Kyrie Irving. And then when he reacts or he pushes back or he calls media members pawns, all of a sudden get sensitive about it. And I saw a lot of that based on what Kyrie Irving did. And I said, you know, it it just, you got to be able to, you got to be able to take the criticism back if you're going to dish it out all the time. And I pointed out that I don't block people, all right? I don't get upset. I don't get offended by anything somebody says to me when somebody disagrees. I just don't do it. And so um, the reason I bring that up is because a guy writes in on Twitter, a big bleep off. To you and your Eskimo bro, Kyrie, go drop from COVID already. (laughs) First of all, immediate retweet. All right. No block. Not, not going to uh, you know report it to Twitter. Not going to call the authorities. Not going to cry and complain. That's fine. I sit up here for four hours in the middle of the night like a blowhard, and I bloviate about everything from peppermint coffee to pro wrestling to NFL to rumors to trades to UFOs. You name it. All while some of you are getting blasted. Am I going to get upset and sensitive because he, you know, uh, told me to go die from COVID? No, I'm not going to get upset. Retweet, and you can go see for yourself. At the Jonas Knox on Twitter. At the Jonas Knox on Twitter. There it is, right for your very eyes so you know I'm not making up the tweet. That's how it works, man. You dish it out. You get it in return. That's how that stuff thing, this stuff goes, right? It's not nice out there, right? But this is, but this is part of the deal. All right, you can cry about it and complain, or you can just deal with it, laugh at it, and move on. All right, ultimately, who gives a rip? All right, Knox Locks, three and two last week. All right, a three and two performance in Knox Locks from a week ago. Now, uh, you can look at that and you can say, okay, well, that's you know, I mean, at least that's positive. I mean, three and two, it's better than you know, better than the alternative. I mean, I felt good about the Jets. All right, the Jets, you know, they they get that big big lead against the Raiders, and it feels like they're going to win that game, and then all of a sudden they don't win that game. But I had the Jets plus 9.5, so I felt great about that. I felt really good about that at the time and great afterwards. Phillip Rivers, no interceptions. I called my shot on that. No interceptions for Phillip Rivers. Um, I took the under on that. Uh, it was about even money against the Houston Texans. I ended up winning that one. Uh, I also uh, I like the Bills plus one. The Bills plus one on Monday night against San Fran made no sense to me. I thought it was a trap. I thought they were trying to fool us and uh, and the bills looked fantastic one of the great quarterback performances all season from uh, from Josh Allen so i ended up winning that game now i did lose pittsburgh minus 7 i had the steelers minus 7 and that was you you could see the second washington cut the lead in half originally, you could tell they were going to be an issue. And the longer the game went on, the more fatigued the Steelers looked. And you just knew, I I had a bad feeling from about the second quarter on. Second quarter on or halftime on, I had a bad feeling about that game because the Steelers minus seven and the fact that the line had dropped to even lower than that before the game told me something was up. But here's the one that bothers me. This one bothers me. Bears minus three, or excuse me, uh, yeah, Bears minus three at home against the Lions. This is why it bothers me. It's not that they lost the game. The team stinks, right? They they stink. The Lions, good for them. They, They righted the wrong from week one. I was actually happy for them. Man, the Bears shouldn't have won week one, and the Lions probably shouldn't have won last week, so you're even now, right? You're fine. It's it's the way that it happened though. To where in my mind psychologically I'm thinking, "All right, worst case scenario, it's going to be a push. All right, the Bears are going to at least keep it with it. Didn't happen. Strip sack fumble and then you go downfield and it's an embarrassment on offense. But nonetheless, I'll take the 3 and 2. I'm not going to bitch and moan any longer. It does put us one game above 500 for the season, 31-30 and 3 on the year. So with that being said, let's roll.
4: Hey, (laughs) lock it. Let's lock it. And now, and now, Knox locks. Wear them out. Let's go all day. Chiefs and Dolphins.
6: Kansas City is a seven-point favorite. This is a 1 p.m. Eastern time kickoff on Sunday, and I'm going to bite the bullet, and I'm going to take Kansas City here. Here's the logic, the bounce back. Although they won last Sunday night, it wasn't exactly pretty. They couldn't get in the end zone, uh, they, they did have a touchdown, and then Tyreek Hill didn't actually tell Andy Reid that he caught the ball, so there was a back-and-forth on the sideline. They could have reviewed it. And it, it just it feels like Kansas City was sort of struggling on offense a week ago, and I never we don't often see Kansas City do that two weeks in a row. You just don't see that. Somehow, someway, they figure it out, and they come out, and they start moving the ball. And I'm still skeptical on Tua. I don't know what he actually is there. I don't know if Brian Flores actually buys into him. I don't know if he's the real deal or not. It's still early, and I don't need to come to any conclusions or just give a hot take on on Twitter or a hot take on the radio. I just don't know what to make of Tua yet, and so I can't trust him in this spot. And as much as I like Miami's defense, their last two games were against the Jets and the Bengals. I mean, like like going from the Jets and Bengals on offense to the Chiefs is like walking out of an Amish community and into a strip club. It's a whole other world, man. It's going from a strawberry and trading it in for a ghost pepper. It's just another level. And don't forget, Brian Flores, the head coach of the Dolphins, was the defensive coordinator in New England back in 2018. Here's why I bring that up. That year, New England played Kansas City twice, and they could not stop the offense. Mahomes in two games that year against Brian Flores's New England defense, 647 yards and seven touchdowns. I don't like this many points on the road, but I'll swallow it for the Kansas City Chiefs. Give me the Chiefs minus seven.
4: Wear them out, let's go all day! Cardinals and Giants.
6: This is a 1 p.m. Eastern time kickoff on Fox. Now, as Kevin Figures has pointed out in his national updates, Daniel Jones was a full participant at practice on Friday. You would assume that that means that he's going to be the quarterback for the Giants this coming Sunday, but he's still listed as questionable. I'm going to go with Daniel Jones starting this game, and if he is starting and he's healthy, I'll take the Giants. This line does feel a little bit fishy to me, though, and there's a few of those each season. I talk about it to where you see the line and you go, oh, that feels like somebody's trying to trick me. That feels like somebody's trying to, trying to bait me into this, and I don't really know about it, and I don't really. And there's another game I'm going to get to that's also in my Knox locks that also feels like it, but I'm going to go with the Giants because let's be honest about Arizona. They're the Hale Murray away from losing five straight. Think about that. One fluke play, and this team's on a five-game losing streak. I think the Giants are the better team right now, and I think they have totally bought into whatever it is that Joe Judge is doing. He was criticized before the season. He got into an altercation or fired his head coach or his offensive line coach during the season. They're responding to him. It's a massive game for the NFC East divisional race as well. Too, I'm going to take the Giants getting points at home.
4: Wear them out. Let's go all day. Vikings and Buccaneers.
6: This is a 1 p.m. Eastern time kickoff on Fox, and the Bucks are a six and a half point favorite. Bruce Arians mentioned something last month. He talked about how tired the team was. He talked about, man, we haven't had our bye week and it's late in the season, and we're just a tired bunch. We're a tired team right now. I think that I think he was being honest. I think he was being Bruce Arians. I think he was being brutally honest. And if you look at their performances afterwards, it kind of makes a little bit of sense. And it's why I like Tampa Bay here. They needed that bye week in the worst way. And I think it's going to be a huge boost for them. I really do. Get away. Evaluate some things. What works? What doesn't work? And on top of that, you get a Minnesota team whose last three games were a loss to the bad Cowboys, a win on a missed field goal against the four-win Panthers, and overtime against the awful Jaguars. Give the Vikings credit for the turnaround, but let's not pretend that this team is just blowing the doors off everybody and they're one of the best teams in the league. And now they get the number one run defense in the league in Tampa Bay. And why don't you ask Vikings fans, if you don't believe me, ask people listening on KFAN or people listening on KFAN right now. You're nodding your head. How are you feeling if Dalvin Cook can't get going? And there's a real chance that Dalvin Cook won't be able to get going in this game against the number one rush defense in the league. I like the Buccaneers minus six and a half.
4: Wear them out. Let's go all
6: day. Jets and Seahawks. This is a 4.05 p.m. Eastern time kick in Seattle. And the line on this game is 14 in some places for Seattle. Alright, they're like a 14-point favorite, 13 and a half, 14, depending on where you look, but it's a double touchdown line for the Seattle Seahawks. I'm not feeling it. Alright. I do think Seattle bounces back though after that crap bag against the Giants a week ago. So here's what we're doing. We're doing Seattle minus seven in the first half. And here's my thought. The Jets are broken. Last week broke them. They're done. Adam Gaster, head coach, even came out and said, you know normally you have 24 hours to get over a loss yeah not this one this one stings a little bit that one really really broke them it was their opportunity to get a win on the season it was in the bag and they call an all-out blitz or a zero blitz and next thing you know they're they're giving up a touchdown to henry ruggs and their defensive coordinator gets fired so that combined with a pissed off seattle team who's going to want to come out fast and make a statement I don't trust that many points. I don't trust 14 at home for the Seattle Seahawks because too many fluky things can happen. Seattle could be up 30 to 10 late and a garbage time touchdown by the New York Jets or some fluke play happens. and next thing you know, you lose your bet. So I like Seattle to get off to a fast start. And I don't want to have to worry about what happens late in the game for any fluke garbage time scores. I think Seattle gets off to a fast start. I like the Seahawks, minus 7 in the first half.
4: Wear them out. Let's go all day.
6: Ravens and Browns. Remember how I was talking about the Giants Cardinals game and I said, you know, there's a couple of these fluky games a year to where you see the line and you go, man, something's up. Somebody must know something. I felt that way about uh, Buffalo and San Fran last week. I feel the way about uh, Arizona and the Giants this week. And I said there was another game that I felt the same way about. And it's this one, Ravens Browns Monday Night Football. Why is Baltimore a favorite on the road against a team two games better than them why because somebody must know something there's something here that doesn't add up to me cleveland looks good i would call the game against tennessee the biggest win for the cleveland browns organization since they came back to cleveland i'm not even exaggerating i i said it to brady quinn a former brown last sunday I said man Is this the biggest win the Browns have had since they came back? And he said, I think it is. I really do. So that team is an underdog at home against the Ravens, who have been up and down all year long somebody must know something don't get me wrong I'd like to see the Browns win this game it would be great for the NFL if the Cleveland Browns were back in the postseason the dog pound all of that stuff even though there's people out there there's an aura about it the late 80s Browns there's something about that franchise that really resonates with me so I'd love to see the Browns do it But this could be just a product of the trend. Maybe that's what they're seeing here. The Ravens are 10-2 in their last 12 against the spread at Cleveland. Not that I hope I'm wrong, but I wouldn't mind if I was wrong and the Browns won this game. But my gut tells me Baltimore is the right side. I'm going to take the Ravens minus two. And that is your Week 14 edition of Knox Locks.
4: Nox. Well, I'll tell you what I know. It's the dumbest bet f- I ever heard of.
6: I totally agree. I'm going to be 100% up with you. And I should have said this probably as a disclaimer before we actually did this week's edition. There was one other week in which I didn't feel all that confident about the picks. I, and it wasn't even that long ago. This is the least confident I felt about any picks all year. Not even kidding you. Like, I, I contemplated not even doing it because I didn't feel good about it, and I'm, and I'm hanging on by a thread. I'm one game over 500 on the season. I, I'm do, That's all I'm shooting for is to finish above 500 on the year. That's all I want, because I'm not good at this stuff. I just want to try it and see if I can do it, because I've never finished below 500 since we've been doing Knox Locks, and then this week rolls out, and I don't like any of these. So, if you bet on them and you lose, not my problem. I, I let you know right up front or I let you know right afterwards. Listen, man, I don't feel great about these. Uh, do with them what you will. If you want to bet the opposite, it's probably the smart thing to do. Uh, but those are my picks here uh, for this week, Week 14 in Knox Locks. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Get me on Twitter, at the Jonas Knox. Coming up next, there's a team in the NFL that could go one of two ways. And I'll make the case that neither one should be a surprise. Find out what team that is next year on FSR. Boom, Tetris for Jonas.
2: At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.
6: And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win.
0: Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
3: I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports.
6: Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, Coming up in, we'll call it, uh, less than 10 minutes from now here on FSR, we are going to have another edition of Guess That Garbage. All right, it's basic NFL trivia. We do it every single week. It is the hottest and most successful NFL trivia segment anywhere on sports radio. 877-99 on Fox if you want to be a part of it. 877-996-6369. Operators are standing by. Guess that garbage here. Coming up less than 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, by the way, the uh, the compliments continue to roll in um, because I defended Kyrie Irving. Uh, somebody told me to die of COVID on on twitter uh then we also discussed uh james harden and uh, giving the uh the uh cinnamon buns or uh whatever they are the uh honey buns to what is it, it burst what is it little baby or little uh what's his name that's that, correct, that rapper Lil baby. yeah whatever uh so he uh he gave like a duffel bag full of cinnamon buns or honey buns whatever they're called to uh to this rapper at his birthday party and i said look there's a there's a way to eat honey buns, and it's microwaved. You can't have them cold. Guy writes in, Noxy, the cracker-ass soy boy that wants to be hardened so bad he's making it rain in the strip club. Bitch-ass F-boy. <laughs> I don't even know why that's called for. Why That's not even called for. It's the holiday season. It's the holidays. All right? Santa's gonna be hopping down chimneys in a number of like less than two weeks. I think it's I think it's less than two weeks if, if my math is correct. He's gonna be hopping down chimneys. Like this is a, this is a celebration time, and in the matter of a half hour, I had one guy tell me to die of COVID, and some other guy call me a cracker. Like what? Like what's going on here? So. Anyways, uh, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter, uh, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter, if you would like to see more of the uh, positive uh, feedback here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's get into this. So I'm I'm watching something. Okay, a couple of things stood out to me. So we're one game into Week 14 in the NFL. First game we got Rams Patriots. Here's what stood out to me. The Patriots. I have no idea how they've won six games. Honest to God. I don't know how they've done it. It was so obvious, even to even to the naked eye, it was so obvious. The untrained eye. You could just watch that and go, ooh, one team's got a lot more talent than the other team does. It's just so obvious. It's the same thing happens when you would watch Michigan play Ohio State. You didn't need to know a damn thing about recruiting classes. You didn't need to know about the head coaches. You didn't need to know about the rivalry. You didn't need to know anything. You didn't even need to know that much about football. If you just watched 10 minutes of Ohio State-Michigan, Urban Meyer versus Jim Harbaugh, or just those games over the past four or five years, it was so obvious just to the untrained, naked eye which team had more talent. It was Ohio State. Like they were playing two different types of football, it was just so obvious, and that's what it reminded me of. And the Rams' offense isn't even it, nothing to to brag about. It's not like the you know the uh, the the fifty plus point scoring offense against the Chiefs on Monday Night Football a couple years ago, but it was just so obvious who's got more talent and who's a better team. Here's the other thing I'll say about the Rams: If I told you the L.A. Rams are going to a Super Bowl. Would you really be that surprised? Like if I said, hey, the Rams are going to the Super Bowl, would you be that shocked? Because I wouldn't. If I also told you the Rams were eliminated in the first round of the playoffs, would you really be that surprised or shocked? Because I wouldn't either. I think this team's got such a – there's such a high variance. it, It could go one way or the other with the L.A. Rams because you'll see them in a game against New England, and you go, damn, they look good running the ball and playing defense and getting after it that's a good football team and then you watch them against the dolphins and you're like god the hell is that they're just sort of the high could be really really high and the low could be really low and you might just you might push back and say no 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 man this isn't a super bowl team all right well who is clearly better than the L.A. Rams in the NFC? Like, if you were to say, just say, like, all right, this team is 100% better than the L.A. Rams, you would point to New Orleans. Or you would say, oh, well, the Saints. Okay. I mean, you could say the Green Bay Packers if you wanted to. I think that's a little bit closer than, than maybe we all want to acknowledge. But you would just say definitively, and you could argue Green Bay and the Rams, and that's fine. But definitively, who's better than the Rams in the NFC? And you would point to the New Orleans Saints. And I would agree with you, except this. How many times are we going to see the Saints go to the postseason, come up short, and then just expect they're going to take the next step the next year? How many times? Because it's happened a whole bunch. And we don't know what the hell Drew Brees is going to look like when he comes back. The way they made it sound was uh, he could potentially play this weekend, but the guy broke like every rib in his body or whatever it was, and he's been out. And they can talk about, well, we got Taysom Hill. He's the quarterback of the future. That's fine. But all it takes is somebody seeing something on tape. And how many times do we see those quarterbacks, when they get figured out, all of a sudden struggle? So I don't think it's a – I think this has been my point on the NFC. I think it's completely wide open. And the Rams that you saw on Thursday night to kick off this weekend's action in the world of football, the Rams that you saw on Thursday night, that team is just as capable of showing up as the awful Rams team that showed up against the Dolphins. I think the NFC is completely wide open. I do think New Orleans is the best team right now. But New Orleans has shown us time and time again they'll come up short in the playoffs. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 877-99-ON-FOX is the phone number. 877-996-6369. That is an important number, and here's why. It is the number one NFL trivia show anywhere on sports radio. It's called Guess That Garbage. We go around the country, sometimes we go around the world, and we want to see who's got the balls, who's got the guts, who thinks they know their NFL and has been paying attention to the National Football League over the past several days. This isn't a difficult game. All right? It's not like we're asking you to rack your brain and go way back 50, 60 years ago. All recent NFL questions and recent NFL knowledge is needed here to play this game. So if you've got the guts, 877-99 on Fox, 877 Guess that garbage is next. But for all the latest from around the world of sports... Kevin figures.
10: All right, in three games in college football Friday night, San Jose State finishing the regular season six and zero after a thirty to twenty win over Nevada. The Spartans are headed to the Mountain West title game with a victory. Arizona State curb stomp Arizona seventy to seven. Jaden Daniels of the Sun Devils throwing two touchdown passes. Kevin Sumlin's Wildcats now zero and five on the season. North Texas outlasted UTEP forty five to forty three. In a game where both teams racked up nearly 500 yards of total offense, Pitt and Boston College both elected to forego playing in bowl games this year. In college hoops, star ranked Iowa got 34 points from Luka Garza in just 17 minutes of action as they blew out Iowa State. Creighton hammered Nebraska. Kansas dominated Omaha. Villanova with a victory over Georgetown. In the NFL, Daniel Jones questionable for the Giants in their game against Arizona. Josh Jacobs questionable for the Raiders against the Colts. Texans running back David Johnson has been placed on the COVID list. He will not play this upcoming weekend. Back to Jonas Knox.
6: Thanks, Kev. Coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Visit geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Coming up in 12 minutes from now here on FSR, um, something made its return. And it needs a lot of help in the world of sports. A lot of help. We'll tell you what that is uh, coming up 12 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, 877-99 on Fox is the phone number. 877-996-6369. And the reason we give out that number is because it's about that time for something we do on the show called this.
5: Oh, my God. What the hell is that smell?
2: These
6: two teams flat out stink. Stinks. It always has stunk. He stinks. This stinks. He
2: stunk. Welcome to the party, baby. How's that?
4: It's guess that garbage.
6: Yeah, every single week we play this game here on Fox Sports Radio. We go around the country. Sometimes we go around the world and we see who out there knows their basic NFL trivia. All right, this is basic NFL trivia. This is not difficult at all. If you think you know your NFL, 877 99 on Fox is the phone number. And we start off in Tacoma, where John is listening here on Fox Sports Radio. John, what's happening?
11: Oh, not too much, John. Good to talk to you.
6: Uh, good talking to you, John. Uh, it's Jonas, by the way.
11: <laughs> Did I yeah. call you John?
6: Nah, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. You call me Jonah. Yeah. Oh
5: no, I said Jonas.
6: No, nah, I mean it sounded like Jonah. Who? Honest to God, you can call me a hole. I don't care. I I, I couldn't <laughs> I care less. Yeah, I, it doesn't matter. It's not not a big deal at all. Uh, John, what's going on, man? What's happening in Tacoma? How are things?
11: Oh, good. Just enjoying my weekend off and uh, drinking some wine. So Nice. The well, usual. The usual.
6: What, what kind of wine are we talking about?
11: Uh, it's Columbia Winery out of Washington. Uh, it's uh, Merlot.
6: Nice. Good for you. Uh, well, I'm drinking a peppermint coffee, so uh, you're more of a man than me. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> um, all right. So, so John, here's my question for you. So you saw Thursday Night Football. Did you happen to see the uh, Rams uh, beat down of the Patriots? you happen to catch that?
11: I was working.
6: Okay. Yeah. Well, here's, like, it's this should be pretty easy, all right? So Cam Akers okay. was the star of the game. He had 171 yards rushing. He was a stud. My question for you is this. What ACC school was Akers drafted out of?
11: Uh, was it Clemson?
6: Good guess, but that is incorrect. Florida State would be the correct answer. The Florida State Seminoles. Not this time. Uh, that is uh, that is where Cam Akers was drafted out of. Uh, so very good guess. Uh, a little bit difficult, but uh, a good guess, but that is uh, incorrect. Uh, all right, let's go out to, uh, all right, I mean, roll out the red carpet in your ears, folks. Angel, our guy in Phoenix, is here on Fox Sports Radio. Angel, what's happening, man? Angel are you there hey
5: yeah I'm, I'm here. Tony.
6: okay uh, all right on. so so Angel well before we get into the question and before we play the game, you have an update I'm told on the cranberry sprite issue from a week ago that Ryan Bershinger threw a fit about he can't get this sprite cranberry, whatever this stuff is. Uh, what is what are you, what are you telling us you're you're in the supermarket right now. What can you tell us?
5: I actually found three bottles just right now. It's uh, the winter spiced cranberry.
11: There but is. there is
5: a shortage. Usually, usually they build like a little Christmas tree to slay out of it, and uh, they have it this year. So, I think they might be short on it, but I'll get some more info on my guy when he comes in, my Coke guy when he okay. comes in.
6: All right, well, listen, uh, well, you, you leave your Coke guy out of this, all right? Uh, but I'll just say this. Um, What do we got to do to try and find where a location would have those so Ryan Bershinger can buy one in Southern California? What what do we got to do? How do we go over
5: that? I don't know. I guess just, all right, what do you got? Ralph out there. Yeah, go to Ralph, I guess, and just look, or I I could ship him
6: one. Uh, Hey, look at, how about that, Bersh? What about? Oh, that what, is look, too kind. Of. Yeah, look. I mean, so you guys, uh, you guys figure that out off the air. All right. So here's what we do. So Angel, for those of you just tuning into the show, Angel calls in periodically, and he is currently stocking shelves overnight at the supermarket. And so we try and listen to what item he is stocking, and then we try and guess what item it is. All right. So everybody, just quiet down and let's listen to what we've got here uh, from Angel in Phoenix. Let me take a listen here. Okay. Uh, I'm going to uh, make my guess. Uh, I'm going to go pedigree dog food. I think it's pedigree dog food cans. Uh, Kevin figures. Uh, what are you? Got?
10: I'm going to say cans of Sprite.
6: Okay. Very good. Can't cranberry Sprite. Yeah, Just regular
10: sprite, regular
6: sprite. You know what? You're, I know what you did. <laughs> Damn it. Why didn't I think? Uh, all right, uh, Chris Perfett, what, what are you going with? Those are some pretty heavy duty metal sounds.
9: I'm going to say big cans of Bush's baked beans.
4: Okay. Ooh, and
6: nice uh, and uh, Ryan Bershinger,
8: Campbell's chunky soup, loaded baked potato. <laughs> Thank wow. you for the the uh, the extra details on that. You blow. Uh, hard. All no
6: right. Uh, so what do we got, Angel? What is the correct answer?
5: Uh, we got Las Palmas and
6: Oh, uh. damn it! The in-laws are going to kill me. Kev, I know what you did. By the way, uh, Kevin figures because he mentioned that he just saw one of those bottles. That's I should I, I. You probably guessed the soda cans just based on the fact that he was probably still in the same aisle. Yep, that would have, yeah that, that's 100%. a strategy I should have used, but unfortunately we both lost. Uh, all right, uh, so uh, so Angel and Phoenix, here we go. We got to ask you a true or false. Uh, true or false? Um, despite only appearing in five games, Dak Prescott has more passing yards than Cam Newton this season. Is that true or false?
5: Uh, let's go, true. <laughs>
6: That is incorrect. Uh, That is false. A little bit of a trick question there. Trying to, you know, dupe you a little bit. I feel bad about it, but please, uh, you know, stay on hold. Uh, Ryan Bershinger has got several questions about his uh, whatever cranberry sprite fetish he has. Uh, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, All right, let's go out to uh, Brandon in Minnesota listening here on FSR. Brandon, what's happening?
5: Uh, I'm actually in Indiana, but I'm on my way from Minnesota Okay, up my drive.
6: All right, very good. Uh, We appreciate you uh, chiming in and hanging out with us here. Uh, All right, so did you happen to see that uh, Jalen Hurts was named the starting quarterback in Philadelphia? Did you catch that news earlier this week? Yes, yes, I did. so here's my question for you. Who was the last quarterback not named Carson Wentz to start a game for the Eagles?
5: Um, well, the obvious guess would be Foles, but uh, let's go with it. Let's go with Nick Foles.
6: That is correct. There you go. See, sometimes you got to trust your gut. That is correct. Nick Foles, uh, the correct answer here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, All right, let's go out to uh, Charlie, who is in San Antonio here on FSR. Charlie, what's happening? Not
5: much. Just chilling here at work, uh, working overnight at the hotel.
6: Nice man. Well, uh, you know, don't get don't get in trouble, man. We're not trying to we're not trying to get you fired or get you in trouble oh, they, or suspended or anything. So every,
5: everyone's already drunk and passed out in the room. So you know, it's, I'm on cruise control now. Uh,
6: very good. <laughs> All right, we love this time of night. All right, so Charlie, here's my question for you. So the New York Jets are 0 12 this season. The Jets' last win as an organization came in Week 17 of last season against which AFC East team?
5: Um, I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins.
6: That's a damn good guess, but that is incorrect. It's the Buffalo Bills, the correct answer. The last win for the organization, the Bills, Week 17 last year. Uh, Finally, Kevin in Kansas listening here on Fox Sports Radio. Kevin, what's happening? Oh, just hanging around. All right, well, Kevin, uh, we're uh, short on time, so we've got to get right to it. So here's the question I have for you. So the Dallas Cowboys have clinched a losing season for the first time since 2015. My question for you is multiple choice. Listen to all your options before you take your guess. Which quarterback of the following started the majority of that 2015 season for the Cowboys? Was it Tony Romo, Matt Castle, Dak Prescott, Kellen Moore, or Kellen DeGeneres? (laughs)
5: <laughs> uh, I'd say more. I good don't know.
6: Guess, good guess, but that is incorrect. Not this time. Uh, yeah, it's actually Matt Castle. Uh, Matt Castle would be the correct answer. And with that, a one in four performance on this week's edition of Guess That Garbage here on Fox Radio. By the way, if you would to guess Kellen DeGeneres, you would have also gotten that correct. Just letting you all right, uh, Jonas Knox here on FSR, uh, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. Coming up next, uh, something is back, but it needs a lot of help. I'll tell you what that is here on FSR.
0: So follow The 7 right now.
6: Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. We have a, um, some cruelness on social media. Not the insults uh, attacking me, uh, but uh, Ryan Bershinger, people are now sending you pictures of the cranberry sprite that you are salivating for, that you can't get in California because it's sold out everywhere. Uh, some guy from Nashville just sent over an entire palette, a picture of an entire pallet uh, at a supermarket of, of of that cranberry sprite,
8: amazing. How, how does that fair. make you feel? I, 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 it's terrible, look. man. It, it's clearly it's not making its way out this way. And people who keep suggesting I go on Amazon, I've checked Amazon. I'm not an idiot. Uh, it is overpriced like crazy on Amazon. I've looked. It, it's. I, I I will eventually find it. I see that Angel has some. Uh, it, it's very nice of him to to offer. Uh, <laughs> it, we will we will work something out here. <laughs>
6: Uh, so by the way, if you are at a supermarket and they've got cranberry sprite, uh, right, Bursch is, I don't even want to say it. Never mind. I just realized my, I was going to go to a dark place. I don't want to do it. Not doing it. <laughs> Refuse to do it. I'm not going to make that movie comparison. I won't do it. Uh, but if you, uh, if you have, uh, if you are in a supermarket that does have cranberry sprite, he's desperate for it at Ryan Bershinger on Twitter is where you can find him, and make sure you let him know that you've also got it. Uh, Coming up, by the way, 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, I'm going to call my shot. If an NFL team makes a move at head coach, I'm going to call my shot and tell you what direction they're going. I have a feeling, I have a funny feeling, a sneaky suspicion. This is how this is going to go. We will dive into that 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. All right, so the the NBA is back. Uh, There were some preseason games on Friday night. I actually watched them. Um, I watched uh, a little bit of uh, Lakers, Clippers. I watched the Portland game. And, you know, just try and, you know, check it out and see what it's like. And, um, yeah, they need some help. Uh, And it's not the players, it's not the actual game, it's the presentation. It looked like a pickup game. It really did. It looked like a pickup game. I have a buddy who works for the Lakers. A buddy who works for the Lakers. He was at the Lakers-Clippers game. This is the first live game that he's been to since the shutdown last season because he didn't go to the bubble because the the numbers and the restrictions were, were to what they are. And... He, it's just a different vibe. It is, it's completely different. It's a little bit eerie. Uh, it just, th- there's, they've got to add some juice to these. And, and they might do this. This could just be preseason and the NBA's version of the NFL when they don't paint the end zones. And I get all that. But it just, it's, it's just not like the bubble. The bubble at least gave this presentation. And part of it was, where they had like you've got people at some of these games, you got to have them in the background to make it seem like a crowd, and there's no video board. There was no video board at any of these games, and and that'll change in certain places, um, depending on on what the restrictions are and what they're able to do in their arena. So it it'll look better and it'll it'll look improved, but I also think one of the one of the appeals to the bubble, the bubble. was because you had a smaller venue, so it it looked good. Like The presentation of of the games in the bubble in Orlando I thought were great because you had a small vibe. There was a small stadium feel. One of my favorite venues to watch boxing at is the old StubHub Center in Carson, California, next to the soccer stadium where the Chargers are playing. And now it's called something else, but it was StubHub Center. It was the Home Depot Center at one point. But they have a tennis court next to it. And the tennis court is 8,000 seats. That's it. 8,000 max. And it's the best venue you could go watch a, a, a sporting event at. And I, I saw a bunch of boxing events there just because it was so intimate. And that's what the bubble felt like. It felt like you were enclosed. Um, You could hear everything. There was a vibe. There was an energy attached to it. And my one concern about the NBA is if you're playing these games and you're playing them in these arenas, it just feels like a pickup game, like something you could go see at a 24-hour fitness if they were even open in some places. So... it's nice to have it back. I just wonder how much more they're going to up their game when when the regular season starts. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. I'm going to call my shot on a potential coaching move in the NFL next. So I got a feeling that I know what one team in the NFL is going to do. If there's a change made at head coach... I'm already calling my shot. It's going to go in this direction. That'll be coming up here in just a couple of moments from now. Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app and on all of our Fox Sports Radio affiliates, Sirius XM, Channel 83, hundreds of affiliates all across the country. Happy holidays to you and yours as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. So uh, one of these stories here on this show that is really taken over and, and spread like, you know what, uh, over the past couple of weeks, is something I didn't even know existed a week ago. I had no idea that Sprite Cranberry was a thing. Had no idea. I don't drink hardly any soda, and if I do, it's a diet soda. I So I have no idea what the soda world is like. I, I have no idea what the hell it's like, honest to God. it just There's so much sugar. But nonetheless, some people are really into it. And I had no idea that Sprite Cranberry was a thing. And then Ryan Bershinger, our executive producer, brought it up last week. And this is next-level psychology by Ryan Bershinger. Because he brings it up last week. And then it gets brought up again this week. And now, Bursch, you've got people from all over the country that are willing to send you Sprite Cranberry because you can't find it at a supermarket in Southern California. <laughs> Don't you feel like, like a terrible person?
8: Yeah, yeah, a little bit.
6: <laughs> what is, like what what is, like what a gold digger like literally like you're just you're looking for for somebody wealthy so you can shack up and then get as much sprite cranberry in the world as you want. This is unbelievable. Uh, want a sprite cranberry? Oh huh? no.
8: <laughs> One. Oh, <Jesus laughs> uh, my my guy my guy Mark here made a good point. He's saying if you if you were smart you'd say you can't find any Jack Daniels. And, and this is a good point. I should start that's saying the, that I can't right find good, any yeah. like eighty dollars bottles. You know, yeah, the, the, the Johnny yeah, Walker true. Blue or something. I can't yeah, find yeah, something like <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah, you know, like
6: like one of the like Camus, like a really expensive <laughs> bottle of wine. You know, like the whatever those uh, those winos drink. But yeah, I'm have a lot so, of problems
9: finding Don Perignon. Yeah, that's
6: uh, that too. I have a, I have a lot of problems finding a Rolls Royce. If anybody has one of those, they want to send out our way. This is uh, so so. Ryan Bershinger has now turned this into. <laughs> like, like they're donating to you, like, like, like you're a foundation, the Ryan Bershinger Foundation. Donate your Sprite Cranberry to Bursh because you can't find him in Southern California. <laughs> this is a real, this is a real thing. You, you really are a fan of this stuff. I, I swear to God, I never knew it existed a week ago. I mean, I swear to God,
8: it, it was, it, it, started as a joke because it was a simple observation that I, I typically will get myself a little bit around uh, December, but uh, I noticed that every store I went into didn't have any. So I was just – I just thought I would take it to the air because I, I don't think anybody had talked about the fact that there's definitely a national shortage of it. Yeah. Um, well,
6: maybe, maybe there's maybe. not because some, some guy – somebody uh, sent over a whole a whole pallet of it. Yeah. By the way, if you would like to see these pictures of this mysterious, uh, you know, uh, vodka – or not vodka, whatever, sprite cran, whatever the, the hell it is, uh, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter, we, we have gotten pictures – Actual proof, uh, as Ryan Bershinger is now drooling all over uh, the uh, producer studio here at FSR. It's amazing uh, how you've what you've turned this into. So, Tara- wyan whatever it is, going to get going to get some uh, Sprite cranberry, I guess. Uh, all right. Um, so let's let's dive into this sometimes not so fun conversation. All right, but I was making the point when I when I opened the show, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, that. This is the time of the year when we start hearing about coaching hot seats, all right? So so coaches uh you know could be on the hot seat. This is usually when that happens who's struggling. Uh, now you take a look back and and there's already been some firings in the NFL from Bill O'Brien to Dan Quinn to Matt Patricia. There's been guys that have been fired. And so initially when this was brought up, it was in regards to The Arizona Wildcats getting blown out by Arizona State. And now you've got a lot of people, Arizona alum that I was texting with, guys who played football for the program, that are saying, Kevin Sumlin's got to go. He's got to go. There needs to be a change. They're not good. They're not getting better. They haven't even been to a bowl game. They're winless on the year. And they just got annihilated by their arch rival, Arizona State, on national TV. And so my whole point on college football is I think it's a different process if you're going to make a move at head coach this year because it's a tough evaluation. You know, with, with everything going on and kids and, and COVID and, and all the restrictions and, you know, the schedule and the going back and forth, like it, it is a difficult thing to evaluate whether or not this was a good or, or, or successful year or a year that you look at and go, maybe not our best year, but let's move forward in the nfl it's not as difficult cuz the nfl this is has looked most like itself more so than any other league i would argue i mean it's it's basically yeah there's some bye weeks and tuesday games and a wednesday game here or there and and you got you know teams having to move stuff around or change schedules but by and large it's been a pretty normal nfl season so you can make the case that you have a good idea as to who is a coach who's legitimately on the hot seat or someone that should be fired. You can make that case based on what you've seen. We've already seen three guys canned in Bill O'Brien, Matt Patricia, and Dan Quinn. One of the other names that's out there, and if it goes a certain way this week, it's only going to get louder, is Matt Nagy in Chicago. It's not working the offense and he's an offensive guy has regressed the quarterback hasn't developed now it looks like the defense is almost ready to 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 pack it in and say you know what we'll just come back and get him next year this is just not like they 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 look fatigued at times they've been trying to bail them out the past couple of years and they just like look like they're at their end and this is a team who two years ago was twelve and four, the fun bunch of the NFL, club dub celebrations in the locker room, throwing the to offensive linemen in the end zone, like it was. They were back, and here we are two years later. And there's real conversations about Matt Nagy losing his job, the head coach, and Ryan Pace, the general manager. And the reason I bring that up now is because this weekend they play the Houston Texans. What do you think that conversation is going to be like? Hey, look at how great Deshaun Watson is. The Bears could add him, but not. Nah, they didn't do their due diligence, and they went ahead and they moved up a spot to take Mitch Trubisky. Clearly a mistake for an organization that can't figure out the quarterback position. And so this discussion about Matt Nagy, this feels like, Another opportunity for people that say, well, you know, he's not the right guy. Look at Watson. Look at how good he looks on a bad football team. And look at this just feels like everything is snowballing into what will eventually be his dismissal at at the end of the season. But I'm going to call my shot about something. If Matt Nagy is fired and I'm not rooting for because I don't root for anybody to lose their job. I just I don't like that aspect of it. I'll never call for a job ever because I know what that's like to not have a job. It's not fun. Well, they make millions of dollars. Whatever, it's their dream. They worked really hard and now it's gone. I feel bad for them. So I'm never going to call for somebody's job. But if the move is made and they move off of Matt Nagy, I'm telling you right now, I'm calling my shot on this. The Bears are going to go one in one of two directions. All right, they're either going to hire Jim Harbaugh or they're going to go make a run at Pat Fitzgerald. Here's why. They're going to want to get back to quote unquote bears football. With Harbaugh, you have an alum. The bears drafted him. He played there for a long time. Reportedly, Jim Harbaugh has said that's the job that he would like. If he could take an NFL job, that's the job. And that came out a year, year and a half ago, whenever. Well, there could be a move made in Michigan. He's looking for an extension. Maybe they don't want to talk extension at this point because there so many things are up in the air and it hasn't been a real great year. So, you know, maybe he sniffs around. and Jim Harbaugh makes a ton of sense. Pat Fitzgerald, local guy. In Chicago at Northwestern, there's been some rumblings that Pat Fitzgerald could be a potential head coaching candidate, just the way that he he is with his players, that that's a guy that you should look at or could look at as being a potential college-to-NFL guy that could have success. But the Bears are going to go in that direction because it's Bears football. It's, it's, it's the mystique and the aura of Chicago Bear football being back. And here's why. Because Matt Nagy is the complete opposite of that. They hardly run the ball. It's flash, it's this and that, and it's razzle dazzle, and it's gimmicks, and it's all the like all of these things that, that are happening and, and just you know, these and and Matt Nagy hardly runs the ball. And they're going to try and spin this to their fan base as we're going to go back and get back to what it is that we do the best. And that's Bears football. And they're going to make a run at either Jim Harbaugh or Pat Fitzgerald. I'm telling you right now, those won't be the only candidates, but I'm telling you right now, that's the direction this is going. They're going to want to try and sell their fans and sell their fan base on our mistake. We thought we could bring somebody from the outside in to to try and get this organization back on track, an offensive guy. It didn't work. So, you know, we're going to go ahead and get a hard-nosed, a Jim Harbaugh, former Bear, or potentially a Pat Fitzgerald, a local guy in Chicago, somebody who really knows our team and our organization and what we're about. That's how this is going to go. I'm telling you, that's how it's going to go. It's every, every time, someplace where the heat is really turned up, you know, where the heat is really turned up, because you brought in somebody and maybe it's not working, they always go back to what they were. Remember when Philadelphia got rid of Chip Kelly? How bad that was? Because Chip Kelly was viewed as an outsider. He was viewed as a, somebody who just wasn't really a Philly guy. Even though he had success the first couple of years, they moved off of Chip Kelly. And what did they do? Went back to a Philly guy, Doug Peterson. Why? Because he had spent time in Philadelphia. And he knows how to get this organization back on track because he's, he's one of us. Every time the heat gets turned up in a place like Chicago or Philly, they're going to always go back to their own. Always. It's always going to happen. The Bears went with Matt Nagy. It hasn't worked. The heat has been turned up. Fans are clamoring for a change. The media is burying him. He even ripped into his own players. And I'm telling you what they're going to do. They're going to say, we need to get back to who we are. And the two guys that jump out to me the most are Jim Harbaugh, former Bear, and Pat Fitzgerald, a guy in Chicago. I'm telling you, that's where this is going to go. And there might be something to it. When they've had their most success coincidence or not, has always been with a defensive guy or a hard-nosed guy. That It always has... Mike Ditka was, was a tight end, but that team responded to Buddy Ryan. And it was a hard-nosed... That's when they had success. The early 2000s, when they got back to the playoffs, who was the head coach? Dick Duran, former def- defensive player. Lovey Smith, former defensive coordinator. Like, every time... They make this move and they go defense. They always have better results. That's how this is going to go because the optics and the look are so bad that they're going to want to try and get back to what they think defines them as as an organization. And I'm telling you, the two guys to watch out for is Jim Harbaugh and Pat Fitzgerald. Watch. I'm telling you. And if it doesn't happen – We'll just erase this entire segment from the podcast, and then I never said any of this stuff. That's how this has worked. They can cover my ass on both ends. Uh, all right. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. Coming up next, there is a situation in the NFL involving a team that's not very good and a team that's really good. And it's happening this weekend, and it's actually a win win. Find out who we're talking about next year on FSR.
0: That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com
7: slash with Amex. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen.
6: Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, coming up in, we'll call it, uh, 10 minutes from now here on FSR, we are going to have another edition of Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. It's the hottest game show anywhere on sports radio. If you want to be a part of it, 877 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Pro Wrestler or Porn Star coming up in about 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio Um, Right now, though, and and by the way, coming up here in just a couple of moments from now, we will get into a scenario in the NFL this weekend. It involves a good team and a bad team, but it's a win-win for both. We'll explain what that is coming up uh, just a couple of minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. Right now, though, it is time for the Geico Play of the Day. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. Fortunately, Geico makes it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. It's a good thing, too, because having a home is hard work. Go to geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. geico.com, easy. Today's Geico Play of the Day comes to us courtesy of Gary Dolphin from Learfield IMG College.
2: Weiss Camp clears. Here's Bohannon on his horse ahead to Garza. Garza it to the basket. Shot up
6: and good. Uh, Luca Garza on the score there. Uh, Gary Dolphin on the call for Learfield. Iowa is rolling, and Luca Garza is averaging over 30 points a game in college. Over 30 a game. He's shooting about 68% from the floor, so he's been awesome uh, here for uh, the Hawkeyes early on. Uh, but that is your uh, Geico play of the day here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, all right. So. There is a uh, one of the interesting games coming up this weekend is the Eagles hosting the New Orleans Saints. All right, because I would argue this is a win win situation. Right, a win win situation uh, for both of these teams, or actually, I would say win win for the Philadelphia Eagles. Here's why: if Jalen Hurts goes out and plays well. Then you found yourself a potential starting quarterback in the NFL. You're good. Like like you you found him, and then you also at least have some resolution, some clarity on on what you're going to do with Carson Wentz and and what's happening moving forward. All right. So if if, if that's what happens and that's how this goes, congratulations to the Eagles. At least you have an, an understanding and you're able to identify who it is that you are. If Jalen Hurts goes out and stinks and gets battered around. That's also a win. Here's why. It shows that it's not just the quarterback who's the problem, the quarterback that you paid a bunch of money to. It shows, hey, we got issues all over the place. You guys all want to pick on Carson Wentz. Look at this. We just we did what everyone wanted us to do. We brought out Jalen Hurts, we put him in, and he got buried. So it completely changes, and, and who knows? Maybe it gives Carson Wentz a confidence boost. Maybe Carson Wentz takes a week off, looks, and goes, oh, my God, uh, you know, I, I, I can't play. I'm better than that. And maybe it gives him that boost uh, of confidence. Maybe it gives him that little shot in the arm. Who knows? But I feel like this is a situation, if you're Philadelphia, you really can't lose. I mean, I think the division's done. It's over. The fact that you're not winning this division is already bad enough. But I think this is a win-win scenario for Philadelphia. And the fact that they chose this week as the week that they were going to play Jalen Hurts, a little bit suspect. You know, a little bit odd. You know, why this is this guy's first ever career start, and you're going to give him the Saints. alright you're, you're going to give him the New Orleans Saints, the, the team that might have one of the best or one of the best defenses in the NFL. And that's going to be Jalen Hurts' first start. So it, it's like we, we sit here and we're trying to, you know, oh, my God, is, is it the end of Carson Wentz in Philadelphia? I would be stunned if Carson Wentz isn't on the Eagles next year. Be stunned. Just the, the financial implications, trying to get enough value in return if you needed to trade him and how much somebody would have to, to pay Carson Wentz, who's at this point appears to be damaged goods to a lot of people and a lot of people's minds. They've thrown out the Indianapolis Colts. And some people tie the Indianapolis Colts with, uh, you know, in, in that situation. And they look at that being a, a landing spot for Carson Wentz because of the relationship that that he had with Frank Reich and Indianapolis is going to be in the market for a quarterback. So there's there, all of this is happening and it's all going down and it all starts this weekend. But I'm telling you, if you're Philadelphia, you look at this and go, all right, man, if, if we throw Jalen Hurts out there and he gets just bodied, by this Saints team, at least we can say it's not just the quarterback. There's more that's going on here. There's more than just, you know, Carson Wentz is struggling and he's just a bad football player. It's not just the quarterback. There's more that is happening here. And so when I see this stuff and I see that, you know, you've got you know uh, the Eagles making the move and Doug Peterson making the switch. Look, Doug Peterson's another guy. And I was talking to Adam Kaplan about this, and Adam Kaplan, uh, Fox Sports Radio, uh, NFL insider, but he's based in Philadelphia, so he knows a ton about the Eagles. And even Adam Kaplan said, man, I I think this could be a flip of the coin whether or not Doug Peterson's back. That's how bad this is. And that is stunning. Based on the fact that, That organization was so starved for a championship, you finally find a head coach who delivers you that championship. You finally get your Super Bowl. After all these years and two other tries, finally you get it. And what, three years later, he's out of a job? That is a crazy turn of events. And in a place like Philadelphia, it's the same thing. Like when the Cubs, I think there's something to this. And this is just me maybe plain psychologist but i really do think there's something to it i think there's something to when a place that hasn't had a championship in a while finally gets one the people that are involved maybe start feeling themselves a little bit cuz everywhere they go they get told about what a big deal it is the 2016 cubs i mean other than getting back to the nlcs they weren't even close they haven't been close to what they did in 2016. And I would argue it's because every time they walk around, they're being told, oh, my God, you have no idea what you did. My grandfather and my great-grandfather, and they were, uh, I, I was crying because they weren't here to see it, and you don't understand. Like, when you get told about how many lives you've impacted in a positive way and how great you are over and over and over again, whenever you walk around town, at some point, you're going to start to feel yourself a little bit. And I think it's natural you take your foot off the gas. I wonder if the same thing happened in Philadelphia, where they were so beloved by the fan base, by the city there. Doug Peterson writing a book right after they won the Super Bowl. All of the all, like all the interviews and the uh, making the rounds and all of that stuff. They were feeling themselves so much that I wonder if they lost a little bit of that edge. I really do think that. And so now, when you think from that moment. All the way to now that Doug Peterson could potentially be out of a job. I I think anything's up in the air for Philly. But I look at this weekend and I go, it's a win-win. Jalen Hurts goes out there and plays well. You found a guy. Jalen Hurts goes out there and he struggles and, and gets battered around a little bit. Now you can point and say, see, it's not the quarterback. There are other issues here, and at least you know that the quarterback you did pay is still your franchise quarterback moving forward. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 877-99-ON-FOX is the phone number. 877-996-6369. That is an important number, and here's why. Every single week here on FSR, we play a little something called Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. It's the hottest game show anywhere on sports radio. If you want to be a part of it, 877-99-ON-FOX is the phone number. We are looking for two participants for pro wrestler or porn star. That's coming up next. For all the latest, though, from around the world of sports, Kevin Figures.
10: And San Jose State lost the time of possession but racked up over 500 yards of total offense on Friday night as they beat Nevada 30-20 to to advance to the Mountain West Championship game against Boise State. Elsewhere you had Arizona State dominating Arizona 70-7. The Wildcats committed seven turnovers in the loss. Sun Devils had seven rushing touchdowns in that victory, which was their first of the season. UTEP turned the ball over four times. They lost a close one to North Texas 45-43. In college Troops, as you mentioned, Luka Garza 34 points he actually made all 10 of his second half field goal attempts in a 105 to 77 Iowa win over Iowa State Villanova overcame an 18 point deficit to beat Georgetown wins for Creighton Kansas and West Virginia in the NFL Raiders running back Josh Jacobs questionable for their game against the Colts with an ankle injury Washington running back Antonio Gibson out for the game against the 49ers with turf toe Daniel Jones questionable for the Giants as they face Arizona although he was a full participant in practice on Friday back to Jonas Knox
6: Thanks, Kev. Coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Uh, Coming up in, we'll call it 15 minutes from now here on FSR, maybe one of the more underlooked quotes and under-discussed quotes recently in the NFL. But as it turns out, it ended up being true. We will get into that here coming up in about 15 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, right now, though, it is time for something we do on the show called this.
4: This is actually the greatest contest in all of radio, and I listen every week. Is it a pro wrestler? <laughs> or a porn star? Genitalia. I love that. You have an affection for Big Mac. Time to guess that name.
6: It is that time every single week here on Fox Sports Radio. We we go around the country. Sometimes we go around the world. And we play the hottest game show anywhere on sports radio. It's Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. And let's meet our participants here on FSR. There are a 1,000 phone lines here at Fox Sports Radio filled to the brim here of people who all want in to play Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. And let's go out to Manuel and Gardena here on Fox Sports Radio. Manuel, what's happening?
5: The Prince of in Darkness from Montreal to Mogadishu on the Fox Sports Network.
6: There he is. Uh, Manny, what's uh, what's going on, man? What are you doing on a? You want to say hi to your guy Kevin Figures? I know you guys talk throughout the course of the week uh, on AM five seventy LA Sports.
10: Kevin Figures. Kevin Figures. Oh man, <laughs> Kevin Figures. There's never a need to play the jingle because I know Manny's going to do it on his own.
6: Uh, actually, who does it better? Let let's uh, Manny, you do it, and then we'll play the jingle right afterwards and see who does it better.
5: Kevin Figures, seventy eight in Vermont.
10: Kevin Figures. Kevin all right. Right.
8: One, so oh, you know,
10: considering so Manuel doesn't have the production value behind him, that's a that's a pretty strong effort. So I'm giving it to Manuel.
6: <laughs> By the way, I love how they just give out your address on the radio. <laughs> yeah, right. like, they just like, hey, where does Kevin live? Oh, <laughs> yeah. just here it is. Just yeah, listen to the beginning of the song.
10: Thankfully, I'm not there anymore. So
6: he's um, a legend. He's he a legend. Da- damn right he is. Uh, all right, so Manuel, uh, you ready to play this game or what? Ready
5: as I'll ever be, my friend.
6: All right, well, let's uh, let's see who you're going to participate against, and let's go up to Oregon, where Sideways Sam is listening in Oregon here on Fox Sports Radio. Sideways, what's happening?
11: Jonas, my man, what's
6: going on? Uh, you tell me, Sam, what's happening? What are you doing? I just finished
11: uh, my final exam for history, and I'm just, you could say I'm unwinding
6: a little bit. All right, very good. Now, what does unwinding entail? Are you uh, you having a couple of drinks? You walk in the green wolf? What are you doing? Don't do drugs.
11: Um, I'm just having a couple of drinks and playing PS4.
6: All right, very good. Listen, it's a quiet night, but now uh, we get to all hang out and uh, and uh, talk. Uh, you know, pro wrestling or porn. I mean, this, this is uh, what what a glorious night this is for all of us. Uh, so uh, hey, so I'm we- smoking weed. All right, listen, That that is good. I mean, at least we're all out in the open. And, and you know what, guys? I'm Don't drinking peppermint coffee. So, I mean, everybody's uh, out in the open with everything now. Uh, all right, so here's how it works, guys. I've got a list of names here. It's either the name of a pro wrestler or it's the name of a porn star. We're going to start off with Manuel. We're going to go over to Sideways Sam. And at the end of this list, we go to Sudden Death Overtime, uh, if you guys are all tied up. Easy enough? Yes, sir. All right, so here we go pro wrestler or porn star here on fox sports radio and we're gonna start with manuel ingardina manuel here we go pro wrestler or porn star the name for you to start things off here on fox sports radio is sophie top pro wrestler or porn star
5: porn star
6: that is correct uh, that is correct. Manuel and Gardina is on the board. Uh Sophie Top is a porn star. So I we Mason basically. Uh, that's enough, Jerry. We go back over to Sideways Sam in Oregon here on Fox Sports Radio. Sam, the name for you, sir, is Chippy Marlowe. Pro wrestler or porn star. Um, I'm gonna go with uh pro wrestler. That is incorrect. Not this time Incorre- Now it does sound like I can see where you're going there But that is uh, incorrect uh, So now we go back over to Manuel and Gardena Here on Fox Sports Radio Manuel already with a one point lead Here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star And the name for you sir is Jack Victory Pro Wrestler or Porn Star
5: Pro uh, Wrestler
6: That is correct well done, and you are off to a red-hot start. Not to be confused oh,
5: yeah. with Ray Victory, a brother from back in the day.
6: Okay, listen, I didn't know that. I'm not, I'm not familiar with that. I didn't know. Uh, so so you, so you know. Uh, so, so is that also a pro wrestler? I'm not familiar with Ray
5: Victory. <laughs> no, Ray Victory was on the other end of the spectrum with Ebony Hayes and Jeannie Pepper. <laughs> in those.
6: All right, very good. Yeah. See. Yeah. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> plenty of ways we could take that conversation here uh, on the air. Uh, all right. So we go over to uh, Sideways Sam in Oregon here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. So Sam, here's the situation. You're already down two nothing. So you got to start picking it up here a little bit. Uh, no pressure. But the name for you, sir, is Handsome Gino Hernandez, Pro Wrestler or Porn Star.
11: Handsome Gino Hernandez. Um... Based on
6: handsome, I'll go with uh, porn star. That is incorrect.
8: That is incorrect.
6: Handsome Gino Hernandez is actually a pro wrestler. And uh, who knows? Could be an in law of mine. I'm not sure, but it could be, uh, based on who was at the wedding. All right, so we go back over to uh, Manuel and Gardena. Manuel, already off to a 2 nothing lead here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star, looking to keep things going. Uh, Manuel, the name for you is Ohana, Pro Wrestler or Porn Star.
5: Hornox. I'm going to have to say that sounds like a porn
6: star. That is correct. Manuel and Gardena is absolutely on a torrid pace here. He is three for three here on pro wrestler or a porn hey, star. Some
5: people call him Pee Wee Herman.
6: I don't even want to know why. Settle down, just yeah. Moved in. I don't even want to know why. And if it's any, anywhere near a movie theater, I'll pass. Uh, but uh, but Manuel and Gardena is on fire. All right, so sideways, Sam. Uh, here's the situation. Uh, you really, really need to get on the board here. I mean, it, it is desperation time here on Fox Sports Radio. So sideways, Sam, uh, do you want to take, uh, take a drink? Uh, do you want dr- to have a drink on the air, do a shot or something, and then uh, take a guess at this next one or what? Um, I got a full disclosure here, uh, Jonas. I'm not drinking booze.
11: I'm just drinking soda. Uh, I'm in recovery here. So that's kind of uh, the that's good.
6: Hey, hey, man! All respect and and all is good. Like I said, I'm I'm not lying. I'm drinking peppermint coffee. No joke. I'm drinking peppermint coffee and on the air here on Fox Sports Radio, out of out of a holiday mug. It's like a, a snowman. Oh, it looks like uh, looks like garbage on the on the front of this mug. But it was at the 99 cent store, which is why I bought it. All right. So sideways, Sam. Here's here's the name for you. All right, to get on the board here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. The name for you is. Mr. Marcus, is that a pro wrestler or a porn star?
11: Man, I feel like a lot of these names are like they're pretty straightforward, but I feel like you're giving me ones that are like could go either way. Mr. Marcus, um,
6: F it, man. I don't know. Uh, uh, pro wrestler. I, I don't know, honestly. All right. Are you? Are you? Don't, are you sure?
11: Um. No, but I'll just. Uh, I'll stick with my gut here. Okay. Well, if Actually, you're not,
6: if you're not sure, then then go the other way. All right, porn star. <laughs> that is correct. There it is, sideways, Sam. See a little, little assistance here, a little, you know, just to try and, uh, you know, get it together. Now, here's the problem. I don't even know if it's possible for you to win the game at this point because if Manuel gets this next one correct, it's a wrap. right, it is over if Manuel gets this correct. So Manuel and Gardena looking to make it a, a clean sweep, four for four here on Fox Sports Radio. Manuel and Gardena, the name for you to clinch the game here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star is Zeus, Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Hey, first off,
5: respect to my man Sober Living. You know Absolutely. Uh, that's awesome, man. Absolutely. Uh, totally agree. I wish I could, man. Like I say, I'm smoking smoking some weed, but
6: uh by the way, right? Manuel, uh, by the way, Manuel Manuel, Manuel. By the way, how about the fact that this guy's in recovery and you're you're blowing uh weed smoke in his face on the No,
5: floor? but I'm I like, do hey, on, I I do respect him. No, I swear. I'm not being facetious at all, Jonas. I swear to you.
6: No, no, I know. But, hey, uh, Sam, I apologize for that. This guy's smoking weed right in your face. Can you believe this guy?
11: Hey, man, no. Hey, whatever
6: floats your boat. Whatever floats your boat. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. We're, we're just teasing. We're teasing. Uh, but, uh, all right, Zeus, Manuel and Gardena, Zeus, pro wrestler or porn star? Pro wrestler. He died this week. Damn straight. That is right. Uh, Tiny Lister. Yeah, Tiny Lister was uh, known as Zeus. In the WWF back in the day He was also in that movie No Holds Barred With Hulk Hogan And so this is a uh, tradition here Anytime a former wrestler Passes away We honor them In the very next edition Of Pro Wrestler Or Porn Star The and with that, Yeah and Manuel in Gardena Is your winner here On Pro Wrestler Or Porn Star Hey Sam man We appreciate it Keep up the good work Honestly man That's, that's incredible uh, Keep at it And uh, it, it takes a lot of courage And a lot of guts To, to go through that so man we're all with you man love you jonas. i it hey i just
5: wanted good to job say, damn
11: e- Later,
6: every man. episode every
11: episode for the last three years jonas you and bucky brooks you and jonas knox i'm probably the most loyal listener so thank you so much
6: oh i no i appreciate it sam thanks man and like i said like you're you're the one you know doing real work and so we appreciate it and respect the hell out of you and, and call back anytime man we love it
11: Hey, appreciate it. Take care, Jonah.
6: Absolutely. Uh, there he is. Uh, Sideways Sam in Oregon. Manuel and Gardena here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, Kevin Figures uh, joining us here on FSR. Uh, handsome Gino Hernandez. That is a right.
10: classic wrestling name. I Great don't know how name. you would, I don't know how you would guess. And, That's like and, classy, Freddy Blassie.
6: Come yes, on. and 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 a name like that would only exist in the '80s. Oh yeah, like. <laughs> those were the best. The <laughs> yes. '80s,
10: early '90s, the best names ever. The yeah, best gimmicks. I, I
6: feel, yeah. By the way, how, how about Manny and, and uh, Gardena knowing your uh, word for word, knowing your your theme song there, like just. That guy's a P1. That's what they call on radio, p oh, P1. And Loyal listener.
10: Whenever I speak to him uh, off air on our local affiliate, AM570 LA Sports, and he's, he, the, I don't even say anything. I answer the phone, and he says he just opens up this singing the song, so I just let him go. <laughs>
6: You have to. It's yours, Ed. That's your theme song. Hey,
10: i own it. I like it. Absolutely. Props to uh, Zeus, by the way, also known as Debo in the yes. Friday movies, too. So yeah, rest in that's peace. That's a bummer, man. Went that's to my bummer. college, by the way. He was like, spoke to one of my classes years ago.
6: Oh, no way. Yeah. That's all. I, I heard he was a great guy.
10: Nicest person you'll ever meet. He's yeah. big and intimidating. He was typecast as the, the giant, angry guy. Very nice, very mellow person in real life. So rest in peace and condolences to his family.
6: Absolutely. No doubt about it. Uh, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio uh, here uh, from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. You can check out the show on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, Coming up next here on FSR, uh, something that went – I don't want to say it wasn't noticed. I noticed it, but I'm surprised nobody else recognized it in the NFL. We'll get into that next here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Damn right. This is my speed. Coming up in uh, 10 minutes from now here on FSR from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Somebody in the world of football, I understand the point that they're trying to make. Unfortunately, I I think they're wrong. And they should probably look at themselves to want to know why I think they're wrong. That'll be coming up here 10 minutes from now on Fox sports radio. So one of the things that I I was actually thinking about in, in one of my Knox locks that I made, uh, by the way, Knox locks that I have zero confidence in because I've, I've just the games and the matchups, I just didn't feel good about everything, but I do like Tampa Bay this weekend against Minnesota and, part of the reason I like him is not so much, well, the matchup and the X's and O's, but Bruce Arians made a comment and he made a comment, you know, about, I want to say less than a month ago. It was was in November. It was about three weeks ago. And he sort of had this comment about how they were a tired football team. The Tampa Bay was a tired football team. And he just discussed, you know, what the, you know, their, their, where they were at and a late bye week and, and it sort of kind of flew underneath, you know, the radar and wasn't really discussed and all that. And people, you know, I, they, people maybe made mention of it, but they are so caught up in this do Brady and, and Bruce Arians get along. It is are, are those guys seeing eye to eye, but Bruce Arians even said at the time, yeah, you know, we're a tired football team. Like we're tired. And since then, him saying that they lost both games. they've lost twice. Rams beat him, and the chiefs. so right after he made that comment and he made those comments, they went out and they lost twice. What do you think that says? It tells me that he was right. The team was tired. It's not that well, you know they I mean they could have beaten the Rams. Um, the Chiefs game was a different story. I, I don't. I, I didn't think that game was all that close. But Bruce Arians was on to something. And he pointed out that they're tired. It was a late bye week. That's not a normal bye week for teams. After week 13 bye, it was... A, it, I mean, that was really late. But I think there was something to their fatigue at that point. And that's why I think that this bye week is going to be massive for them. When your coach is saying we're a tired football team. That that tells me that he's spot on and that it got to a point to him to where he's not going to sugarcoat it. He's just going to call it what it is. I think they really were tired. I think they were exhausted. And I think this bye week came at a perfect time when they really needed it. And that's why I like them to bounce back this week against Minnesota. And by the way, if they don't bounce back and they find themselves in another dogfight, now we get real concerns about them moving into the postseason. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. We've got more next here on FSR. Some very interesting comments from somebody in the world of football. I actually disagree with these comments. We will get into that here coming up in just a couple of moments from now here on FSR. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. You can check out the show, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on SiriusXM, Channel 83, and on every single one of our Fox Sports Radio affiliates, hundreds all across the country. We appreciate you spending some time with us. Happy holidays to you and yours. Happy Hanukkah, if you celebrate Hanukkah, to you and yours. And we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Now, I could, and maybe we should be sitting here talking about one of the great rivalry games in all of sports, and that's Ohio State and Michigan. All right. Like, like we could we could be talking about that. It was supposed to take place today. It was going to be at the Horseshoe. This was supposed to be a, a big time game. I mean, uh, big noon kickoff my guy Brady Quinn was going back to uh to his old stomping grounds his, his home to Columbus/Dublin slash Ohio to, to to be there on the call for Michigan and Ohio state but unfortunately he got canceled I didn't think it was going to get canceled I thought they would figure it out uh, I do not buy into Jim Harbaugh you know intentionally pulling out of this game I just I, I don't buy into that I think Harbaugh's better than that I think he's bigger than that and I just can't see that approach from Jim Harbaugh but nonetheless this was supposed to be a really, really uh, fun game as it usually is, you know, whether it's a mismatch or not, it's always a fun game between Michigan and Ohio state and it's off. And so then the subject now turns to, okay, well, that's uh, one less game for Ohio state. And even though they've been granted uh, uh, the ability to play in the big 10 championship, you know, what exactly does this mean for Ohio state moving forward? And I said it last week, that Ohio State was still going to get into the college football playoff. In fact, weeks ago on this show, I said, hey, man, the top four is Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Ohio State. In no particular order, that's going to be the final four. That's going to be the college football playoff. I said it weeks ago on the air, and here we are. It looks more and more like it's going to happen. And Now, one of the gripes and one of the pushbacks is the fact that Ohio State has played so few games. And my whole thought on it was, I don't mind it as long as I get Ohio State in. I want to see Ohio State play because I do believe Ohio State's one of the four best teams in college football. And I want to see the best teams play. And if you're going to line me up with a, a potential matchup of Alabama versus uh, versus Notre Dame or Ohio State versus, man, uh, sign me up for that. I'm all in. But not everybody is happy about what's going on. Not everybody's happy about the fact that Ohio State's going to be playing fewer games and still possibly be getting into the college football playoff. And by not everybody's feeling it, I mean Clemson head coach Dabo Swinney, who had this to say about the college football playoff and Ohio State standing.
5: This year, uh, it's incredible. And, um, you know, I think, uh the the Big 10 I think had the same opportunity and, and they chose not to play and, and I think the only reason they ended up playing is is because of the leadership of the SEC and the ACC and the Big 12 uh and have demonstrated that we could do it and do it in a safe way and it's been a it's been an unbelievably challenging season that's for sure but but I think that um, uh you know the committee's going to have some some tough tough couple of questions to answer and things like that, regardless of what they do.
6: And so that was Clemson head coach uh, Dabo Swinney talking about the college football playoff and Ohio State getting on, uh, getting into it. Uh, that uh, from the Rich Eisen show, um, Dabo Swinney, the Clemson coach. Here's where I would push back against Dabo Swinney. The idea that Because of their leadership or because of the Big Ten, that that's the reason that all these other uh, that that Ohio State should be, in essence, punished and not be allowed in. Well, you know, our conferences came back, but theirs couldn't figure it out. Why should we bail them out? I understand the logic. I totally get it. And I I completely respect and have supported the ACC, the SEC, the Big 12, even when a lot of people didn't support it. I I supported all of those conferences and the fact and applauded them that they were able to come up with some sort of a plan and get this season in. So I have nothing but respect for all those conferences. Here's where I disagree with Davos Swinney. It's not Ohio State's fault that the Big Ten is run like crap. It's not their fault. Why is Ohio? Why should Ohio State be punished just because they have bad leadership in the Big Ten? Like, like, why? They've got crummy leadership. It, it's, it, the, the conference is run poorly. Why should Ohio State be punished? There was a schedule that was brought out. They released a schedule. We're going to play, and next thing you know, it got shut down. And then next thing you know, they doubled down on it. And then all of a sudden, when they saw other conferences come out and they started to feel the heat, then they rolled out this eight-game conference only got to play six uh, to go to a Big Ten championship game. Like they've been moving around and waffling on this for months and months. Why should Ohio State be punished just because the Big Tens ran like crap? Like th- that's that's what I, so that's where I disagree with Dabo Swinney. And he went on to say in the interview, well, you know, it's like, uh, you know, we're playing all these games and they only have to play six. Man, I I, I don't, what are they supposed to do? They've won every game on their schedule. You can only play what's on your schedule. They've won every game on their schedule. And that's why I've been pointing this out to people. Look, the eye test is going to matter this year more than any other year. It just is. And the reason it's going to matter more is because not everybody's playing this same number of games. There's all these other things that you've got to factor into it. So it's got to come down to a base, a fundamental. What is the common thread here? What is the thread? What is the logic? What's the determining factor? And the only one that's a common thread through everything is what does it look like? The eye test. What does your eye tell you? Because you don't have equal resumes. Well, who's got the better wins? Well, so and so does, but they played more games. And they like it's all it's it's a mixed bag this year. The one common thread that you can do to base your opinion on who you think is the best team and who the four best teams are is the eye test. And that's where I'm okay with this. I know they're gonna have six games and it's gonna be a bunch less games than all the other teams. I I get it. He wants to make an argument for Texas A&M and all these other one-loss teams. I get it. But we can't punish Ohio State because the Big Tens run like crap. This should be about the eye test. And I know they haven't played a lot of games. But they're playing what's on the schedule, and they've won all those games. And by the way, let's not pretend like Dabo, Swinney, and Clemson hasn't also benefited from some of the same stuff that Ohio State might be benefiting from in years past. Like, let's not pretend that Clemson has the strongest resume every year they go to the college football playoff. Who'd they play last year? Texas A&M? Who ended up with five losses at the end of the year? The ACC, by and large, stinks. There's, like, other than this year... And the addition of Notre Dame, it's not like Clemson's had to a, had a beat a bunch of world uh, you know, uh, top-class programs, top-flight programs in their conference. Like So Dabo Swinney could say what he wants. They've also kind of benefited from the eye test, this exact thing that's going to get Ohio State into the playoff. They've benefited from that. Did you know last year, this is true, this is the almighty ACC, last year. Outside of Clemson, no other team in the ACC had fewer than five losses. (laughs) Think about that. Outside of Clemson, no other team had fewer than five losses a year ago in the ACC. But you got Dabo Swinney talking about, well, I don't like this and I don't, it's like, Dude, this is all the eye test. That's how you've benefited from it. You've benefited the past couple of years. Isn't it like the ACC's rolling out juggernauts that you've got to deal with? Ohio State's going to benefit from the eye test, just like Clemson has the past couple of years. That's why I don't have an issue with it. Like Clemson's benefited from that they had a perfect record against a, you know a, a poor conference. So Ohio State's going to have a perfect record. I get the number of games. I understand all that. But it's not the NFL where everybody's playing under one roof. You got different conferences doing different things. The SEC and the Big 12 and the ACC, they all went and did their thing. And the Big 10 tried to be the first to say, no, we care about our players and we're all about safety. And the next thing you know, when everybody saw that you could get this done and you could figure it out, then they had to redo the schedule and re-roll it back out. But if you remember, one of the teams that was adamant about playing was Ohio State. They weren't on board with this Big Ten decision to waffle back and forth about the season. They wanted to play. So Dabo Swinney's sitting here saying, well, you know, we at the ACC and the Big 12 and the the SEC, we showed true leadership. Man, I get it. But let's not blame Ohio State for the Big Ten's poor leadership. They wanted to play. They were campaigning to play. One of the early reports that came out was when they canceled the season – Ohio State and Ryan Day were distraught. Ryan Day was inconsolable was the quote that I remember seeing because he loved his team and he loved his team this year and their season was, was in the, in the dirt. It was, it was buried and they were able to revive it and roll out whatever this season is going to end up being, which is six games, but that wasn't Ohio State. That was the big Ten. So I I disagree in the sense that Dabo Swinney's trying to say, well, you know, our leadership got this done. All right, I disagree in, in punishing Ohio State for that. And also, the fact that Ohio State's benefiting from the eye test, which is what this is, Is the same thing Clemson benefited from the past couple of years because it's not like they've played powerhouses in the ACC to get to where they are. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Get me on Twitter, at the Jonas Knox, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter as we come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, All right, coming up next, there is one team in the NFL that has something that no other team in their conference has. And it could be a Super Bowl. It could mean a Super Bowl if this goes as planned. Find out who we're talking about next year on FSR. My idol, Jonas Knox. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up in, we'll call it 10 minutes from now here on FSR. We will have the scraps with Kevin Figures. Things in the world of sports we have not had a chance to get to. They are yours coming up 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, We also are uh, going to dive into, uh, there's one team that's got an advantage That could mean a Super Bowl berth. We will get into that here coming up just a couple of moments from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, By the way, um, Ryan Bershinger uh, pointed out to me, our executive producer, that Andy Furman, his mail is being cleaned up at the studio. Now, for those of you that, that aren't aware of this, Andy Furman, Fox Sports Radio host, Fox I got a Sports stump. Ra- yeah, he does. Fox Sports radio legend, who's probably listening to this right now, to be honest with you.
2: I'm going to start the whack off right now. <laughs>
6: yeah, there's all sorts of that stuff. Uh, one of my favorite people in the world, uh, Andy Furman. By the way, happy Hanukkah to uh, to the Furman family. Uh, they are. Uh, he's probably listening to this right now as we speak. He, he probably is. He listens all the time. Uh, he doesn't have the balls to call in, though. And he doesn't have the, the, the balls to want to chime in uh, live on the air. I'm going to smack you from here. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) to tomorrow but he but he is probably listening to this and so apparently uh bursh how many piles of Furman mail was cleaned up at the studios they try and uh, do a little house cleaning before the end of the year
8: there had to have been a bunch there were at least like 40 to 50 different pieces of mail (laughs) upstairs and at least two-thirds to 75 percent of them were from andy Furman.
6: Oh man, he uh, so Furman's got this thing, man. He just loves sending out mail. It's his thing. It's his fetish. Uh, look, Rex Ryan's got a foot fetish. Andy Furman's got a mail fetish. Why? I don't know. He just he can't help himself. And so I got a couple of letters that I've got to open up here. Um, you know, I, uh, touch them after the show. But uh, uh, let's go live. To our, I know all about Andy's fetish, a uh, Chris Perfet for the latest. Chris?
9: Well, A, F8, first off. Um, B, I just wanted to chime in as far as the mail because I know I personally have received two letters here from Andy Furman, and both of them are news clippings. He, he's doing this thing oh, that yeah. my dad does. So it just, he sends me a news clipping about yeah. the history. So on Furman to know, I do like a Bronx Talk Radio segment. He sends me a a clip that's the history of the I Love NY shirt. Yeah, and then the second clipping is a copy of his own column in yeah. the Cincinnati Enquirer.
6: Yeah, oh so. yeah, yeah. No, this is this is the craft that he does. Like this is, and I, we're not even making this up. Um, Andy Furman, Fox Sports radio host, uh, just a a a radio icon, a legend. This is the kind of craft that he does. He would send me something in the mail and I would open up the envelope and it would just be a newspaper clipping from like, uh, you know, the the Brooklyn Daily Eagle or uh, uh, the, the, the Cleveland Plain, De- like whatever, like some random paper because he's, you know, subscribes to all these newspapers around the country and And so I I just would get this clipping and it would be a bunch of nonsense. And I'd be looking at it going like, what am I supposed to, why did he send this to me? It has nothing to do with me. And then I flip it over and highlighted is the reason that he would send it to me. Because he found somewhere in the article the word Knoxville. And so he would highlight (laughs) Knox in Knoxville and send that to me. That's the only purpose, the only reason he sent the letter. Because somewhere in the article, a portion of my last name appeared, and it had nothing to do with me, and so you would highlight it and send it over. He's got to send you all the mail from Knoxville, Tennessee. That's uh, that's
9: I, what he does. Can can I real real quick, real quick? Can I read you something from this from this column? I've read his column before, but uh, there, there's a line in here that Andy has certain like. Uh, verbal tics when when he's doing his shows can i just read this paragraph real quick i'm gonna try to do my best andy voice so give me a second i've got to act like i've been smoking about like 18 18 oh come on he doesn't smoke Uh, he had a play called buck Furman. really he did i had no idea what it was but he used it against those football giants from new york on that december day and improved victory for the home team so this is a column about sam weish and how much sam weish hated andy Furman.
6: Coach. And it's a true story. Yeah, the uh, Sam Weiss, the old Bengals head coach, hated Andy Furman because Furman used to bury the Bengals uh, every week, every day on radio. In fact, one of the great stories: Furman hit up the Houston Oilers um, equipment guy and got a Houston Oilers sideline trench coat, and he asked if he could borrow it for a week. The guy sent it to him, and Furman. Did a Bengals, uh, uh, a pregame party like it was? A, they went to a bar back in the day. They would do those things, and and it was a pregame party, and and they had this this uh, this remote broadcast from this sports bar in Cincinnati. The Oilers and Bengals were arch rivals, and Andy Furman walked out to the desk to do his sports talk radio show in Cincinnati in this Houston Oilers sideline gear that he had gotten from the equipment manager. hes It's like pro wrestling. He's a professional wrestler playing a heel. It was like Ric Flair in his robe just to rub it in somebody's face. Like that's thats the stuff you would do. Well, Sam Weiss hated him so much that he put a play in that was called Buck Furman, is that what the, the yes, play was Buck called? Buck Furman, yes. Buck Fur, that's a true story. It's unbelievable. But this, but this is the character. This is Andy Furman. So, with all that being said, happy Hanukkah to Andy
9: Furman. By the way, this column he sent me is uh, it. It is dated January seventh, two thousand and twenty. Of course. And I'm just now receiving this.
6: Yeah, of course.
9: Love you, Andy. Yeah. Hope you're no, listening. It's
6: on back order. Everything you need. Uh, all right. Uh, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. By the I've way, been playing uh, for
4: 10 inches all my life.
6: <laughs> we know that, Andy. At uh, Andy Furman FSR if you would like to harass him. Um, all right. So let's get into this. So the I, I've i been saying this, that I believe that the NFC, I kind of have a clear understanding as to who's who in the AFC and and it feels like in the AFC there's a clear hierarchy. There's a pecking order in the AFC if you will. And the hierarchy in the AFC goes Kansas City, maybe Pittsburgh, although the the you know they're starting to fall off a little bit. And then you have some teams that are all kind of in the mix and kind of similar. You know, Buffalo, Cleveland, maybe Tennessee, Indianapolis, uh Baltimore if they can start to pick it up. But it it there's a clear clear number 1 to where I go you know I'm pretty I'm really confident in Kansas City and then you go over to the NFC and I think it's completely wide open and I was saying that because if you watch the Rams Patriots game it go like that was the good Rams but then you get a game against Miami and you're like what the hell is that they've got four losses this year they've been swept by the Niners like you just can't really figure out but it's sort of a microcosm of what you get in the NFC this year and you can sit and say New Orleans is the best team. They're the NFC's version of Kansas city, clearly better than anybody else. But I would push back and say, yeah, but new Orleans has been the best team or near the top the past couple of years. And every time they get to the postseason, they lose or they come up short. Like there's gotta be something to that. You know, there's just, there's gotta be something to, they continue to come up short. So, Although we look at New Orleans and we say, oh, this is the best team, I, I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I I don't know that New Orleans is, is cl- right now they're the best team, but I don't know that that's the team that I would put my money on to make a run to the Super Bowl. Here's something to keep an eye on, something to pay attention to. The Packers. And it's this element, this aspect of it. There's no real home field advantage this year in the NFL because you don't have fans, and so you don't have that raucous environment, and you can fill up 20% capacity. It's not the same. Like, like you you see it on television, you can hear it. They're pumping in fake noise. It's just not the same. Yeah, there's some travel and whatnot that that comes along with it, but there's no real home field advantage, and so if you're New Orleans, and you've got home field this year, and you've got the bye week. Do you think anybody's really dreading going to New Orleans this season to play? I don't think so. I mean, they're a good team, but you don't have to deal with the the noise and all the elements like you had to deal with before. You don't have to worry about that. I mean, if the Rams were to get home field – Do you think anybody is sweating the idea of going and playing in an empty, really nice stadium in Los Angeles? No. Weather's not going to be a factor. They don't want to worry about it. Same thing with Seattle. Nobody's worried about the the crowd factor in Seattle. Nobody's worried about how much noise the 12th man is going to make this year because there's not going to be anybody there. The one team, though, that does have that advantage, if they're the ones playing at home and they've got home field, is Green Bay. Because that weather is the same in a pandemic as it is not in a pandemic. Cold as hell. Remember Tom Coughlin in 2007? It looked like he, he, underneath the mask on vanilla sky at some point. I, like he was his fate bright red. it looked like it was falling off. Like that is real cold. Pandemic or not, that cold's not going anywhere. So while these other teams rely on their fan base to give them that home field advantage, Green Bay relies on their fan base, but it's also playing in those elements. And that's the team that I think could still benefit from home field this year like normal years based on that. New Orleans, I don't think anybody's worried about it. I don't think anybody even thinks twice about it. L.A., I don't think anybody's even thinking twice about it. But if you look at the Packers, having to go outdoors and play at Lambeau is a real thing. Having to play in those elements is a real thing. And I just doubt that there's a bunch of teams out there that if you ask them, hey, who would you rather play against in the postseason? Would you rather go to New Orleans or would you rather play at Green Bay? I would venture majority of them would rather go play the Saints because you're not having to deal with that. So that's the one thing to keep an eye on. If Green Bay can somehow get that one seed, I think it's a massive advantage. And it could be the difference of a log jammed NFC of who goes to the Super Bowl and who doesn't. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, get me on Twitter, at the Jonas Knox, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter as we come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up next, things in the world of sports we have not had a chance to get to. The scraps are yours next. But for all the latest, it's Kevin Figures. And there were three games in college football. Friday night, capped
10: off by San Jose State, picking up a 30-20 victory over Nevada. The Spartans finishing the season 6-0. They earn a berth in the Mountain West Championship against Boise State. Arizona State returned the opening kickoff for a touchdown and never looked back as they dominated Arizona 70-7, picking up their first win of the season. The Wildcats, meanwhile, fell to 0-5. In college hoops, third-ranked Iowa beat Iowa State 105-77 to improve to 5-0 and on the season. Ninth-ranked Villanova beat Georgetown 76-63 in the Big East opener for both schools. Creighton dominated Nebraska 98-74. West Virginia trailed at the half but beat North Texas 62-50. Injury news out of the NFL. Giants quarterback Daniel Jones questionable for their game against Arizona. He did practice in full on Friday. Raiders running back Josh Jacobs questionable for their game against the Colts. Panthers will get receiver Curtis Samuel back from the COVID-19 list, but running back Christian McCaffrey is currently listed as doubtful. Back to Jonas Knox.
6: Thanks, Kev. Coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Coming up 15 minutes from now, we will have the latest edition of the Prop Bet Monster, uh, a unique spin on previewing NFL games. We'll have that for you here 15 minutes from now on FSR. Right now, though, it's time for a little something we do on the show called this. Jonas, you moron. How could you not get to these stories? You moron. These are the scraps. And for that, we turn it over to the voice of LA Sports Radio, Kevin Figures, to find out what the hell we've missed so far on the show, Kev.
10: All right, Jonas. So Duke head coach Mike Krzyzewski has been under fire the last couple of days for some comments he made after Duke lost their next two home losses at Cameron Indoor this year. When he said, We really shouldn't be playing college basketball this season. It's uh it's not right for the players. Everybody's not prepared. Many people think that's just a cover for Krzyzewski, believing he doesn't have a good enough team to win this year, so they might as well cancel the season. Michigan State head coach Tom Izzo disagrees as well. Uh, He says, quote, I didn't let my kids go home for Thanksgiving or at Christmas time. We're not going to go home. Yes, that's a hard decision, but LeBron James stayed for three months in the bubble. Sometimes there's sacrifices you have to make. That's my way of saying don't feel sorry for the players. Give them something to do, and why not have it be something they love to do, which is to play? He goes on to say, you talk about mental health. They were home for five months. Imagine being 20 years old and being at home with your parents. The greatest mental health is when an athlete is in athletics. I got COVID, and I was diligent as can be. I did everything right and still got it. If we take care of our own business, we can still get fans back in the stands. We can't quit working. We can't quit living. Your thoughts?
6: I totally agree with Tom Izzo. And and, uh, this has been one of the points that's been made, uh, that you get better care at the facilities – then, as opposed to just going back home and and doing whatever it is that you're doing, and so when these athletes are are in the facility and working, they're being tested often. They're around other people that are being tested often. The problem is, is when they leave those environments and they go back home and they're around people who aren't. That's that's when you run the risk. So I agree with Tom Izzo. It it is funny the the Coach K stuff because. The timing of that was a little bit interesting. Oh, you
10: mean right after a loss?
6: Yeah, you know, right after a loss. (laughs) And let's be honest, Illinois kind of smacked them around a little bit. And all of a sudden it was like, oh, well, you know, maybe this isn't a good idea. It's like, okay, well, you know, had they won the game, would he have said the same thing?
10: Yeah, it's one of those, it would hit different if they won by 45, you know what I mean?
6: That's right. Like, had they won the game, I just I find it hard to believe that that Mike Shishovsky would say, "Well, you know, I don't know if we should have. I don't know if we should continue on with the season." I just look. It's, but th- there. Keep in mind, this is also college basketball's first foray into all this. So now all the other sports leagues are, yeah, welcome to what we had to deal with. Right. Like, this is this is this is part of the part of the deal. You guys didn't have to go through this. You had all that time off. I just. I can't wait for it to get back to whatever normal's going to be. All I'm right. so tired. I'm just so worn out with it. It's. Aren't Aren't you tired of constant COVID, COVID, coronavirus, COVID, pandemic? Like I'm just tired of it, man.
10: Yeah. Like yeah. Like I said, you just want to have some semblance of normalcy. Yes. And unfortunately, we're just not at that point yet. Uh, but you're but you're right, Tom. I think Tom Mizzle had a phenomenal point, uh, when talking about these guys want to play. These guys yes. want to play. So I, the, the note, the, the idea that oh, these guys can't go home for Thanksgiving or Christmas. They don't anyway. These guys are playing in tournaments in yeah. Thanksgiving. They're playing on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve. They never have gone home, so that it will be the anomaly if they did go home right now. Yeah, yeah, they the want to Ma- be around their teammates and playing games right now.
6: It's the Maui Invitational is the Thanksgiving one, I think. Yes. And what What's the one on Christmas?
10: I forget, but there's always one. Yeah, there's there, always there's, a tournament that God, spans like Christmas Eve. Through Christmas into the New Year.
6: God, what is the name of that tournament? And not the is it not the Great Alaskan Shootout?
10: Is it the Atlantis one?
6: I think it is
10: the the Battle for Atlantis. Yes, going that's to that what it ju- is. Okay, yeah. yeah,
6: yeah. Okay, and by the way. That's one. Of, that's my favorite tournament. You want to know why? Because it's in a bowling alley. Right. It's in, a, it's, it's in an, an effing bowling alley. They do cosmic bowling lights, and then they put a basketball game on and go, look at this setup. It's like, dude, I could go to go to Brunswick uh, uh, in Simi Valley if I wanted to uh, for cosmic bowling and watch the same thing. Yeah,
10: it's like one of those hotel conference rooms. They just break down <laughs> all the walls it. and just make it big enough for a basketball it, court to great. fit in there.
6: Yeah, it's all it. You go to, like, Party City, and you get one of those disco lights that we brought in to the studio uh, uh, on weekend overnights a couple years ago, and then you throw a basketball court in there and go, welcome to Atlantis. Like, (laughs) okay. Yeah, Christmas (laughs) in the Bahamas,
10: I think I'll take it, by the way.
6: Yeah, it's great.
10: I'm all for it. Speaking of something I'm all for, so remember last year, the Seahawks' uh, backfield was ravaged by injuries, and quite honestly, they are this year too. Uh, But they were so bad, they had to reach back to Marshawn Lynch, who had retired, brought him back for one regular season game and brought him into a postseason game. He actually ran for a touchdown in that game. He said in an interview earlier this week that he's interested in coming back yet again. He says, it depends on the circumstance, only if he's recruited by a team that has a shot at winning the Super Bowl. But Marshawn Lynch, these last couple of years, looking like he can, he can be a hired gun. You want somebody to be a short yardage back or somebody to come in, run somebody over, get a couple of carries for you. Marshawn Lynch is that guy.
6: Do you know anybody that just doesn't like Marshawn Lynch? Not a soul. I swear to God. like I don't know anybody that just does And, and Kyrie Irving. You wanna learn how to how to how to play it the right way? Right. Marshawn Lynch didn't want to talk to the media. You know what he did? I'm just here so I won't get fined. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, he's on every commercial. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it turned like in unintentionally, he turned that into something and and now and now everywhere you look, he's he's on a commercial or he's doing something. But I don't know anybody that doesn't like Marshawn Lynch. And from what I heard, he was great with his money. Yes, to where he never he never spent anything. So he's got almost all of it. I heard the same thing about Gronk. That Gronk has never spent any of his contract money. The only money that he spent are bonuses or or endorsements, or maybe not even bonuses, just endorsement deals that he's gotten. Like he's another guy that was just great with his money. So it's almost like Marshawn Lynch doesn't need to play. It's not like he's. You know desperate for for money it's just like yeah you know for the right opportunity came up i'd go play i'd sign him if yeah. he needed to I, I think he could still play for a little bit i
10: think he just loves the game he went yeah. unretired to join oakland because he wanted a chance to play for his hometown team before they left and he did that came back to seattle for familiarity playing with the team that he loved i think he just loves the game and by the way very charitable gives back to the community yeah. all the time there's a clip from nfl films with him talking on the sideline to richard sherman Sherman says, What are you doing I for Christmas? That. And I was yep. like, Oh yeah, I'm giving up, giving turkeys away. You wanna come help? You know? Uh, I, you
6: want- I and one of the other ones that he <laughs> I I can't even repeat it, but there's <laughs> this TMZ video where he's walking through and somebody like a, a TMZ guy or a fan goes, Hey Marshawn, you coming back? And he goes is your blank coming back? And it's what like you just have to watch. I can't even do it justice because I can't curse. Yes, but it was so unnecessary. But it was it was just hysterical the way he dropped it, and I just think he's just unintentionally funny. He and is. I don't know anybody that dislikes him. I really don't.
10: Well, because you know what he stands for, and this is where you know if you juxtapose him with Kyrie Irving, you know the the way that he was very flippant with the media, and there are people if we remember at that Super Bowl media day who were a little. Upset that he wasn't really answering questions and just kind of went through the motions, but you find out he doesn't like he doesn't like speaking. But he's one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. You realize that it comes from a genuine place. He just doesn't love doing it, but he actually did do it at the very least, he, as opposed to Kyrie Irving, who just makes things up and says we're twisting his words when we're clearly not.
6: You know who Marshawn reminds me of a little bit, Rasheed Wallace. Yeah, I'm, or Rasheed Wallace when I'm. Uh, both teams played hard, my man. Mm-hmm. Both teams played hard my right. man. Like ball don't lie. Like e- people loved Rashid Wallace and he didn't he wasn't exactly Mr. nice guy. He was part of the Jail Blazers back in the day. Yes. But for whatever reason, like people just liked his approach, his his sort of flippant attitude and his approach. And you don't hear a lot of people say anything negative about Rasheed Wallace either.
10: No, I mean I it's think weird. he's an assistant. There's talk that he could be uh, in the pipeline to be a- play hard, That's, man. that's yeah. him. That he could be <laughs> a head coach it. at some point in the next decade <laughs> yeah. or so.
6: It's amazing. It's,
10: it's re- I and mean, he's not and it's not he's not disliked. I mean, he had a temper <laughs> issue on the court, but generally speaking, thought no. of as a, as a nice guy.
6: I'm telling you, he's 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 the NBA's equivalent to Marshawn Lynch. That is Tell a him. great
10: great comparison. Now, do you know who Wang Lu Tai is? <laughs>
6: I don't want to answer that.
10: All right. Well, I'll tell you who he is.
6: (laughs) That's going to get somebody fired. I'm not answering that. He's a
10: 65-year-old man from a village in central China that practices the martial arts coined iron crotch kung fu. What? Yes. So he is a master of iron crotch kung fu. um, And basically what it is is you take a steel plate capped log that's about six and a half feet long and weighs about 88 pounds. It swings through the air and smashes directly into your junk. And he has mastered this. He says, when you practice Iron Crotch Kung Fu, as long as you push yourself, you'll feel great. Uh, He does have two children. He's been practicing this technique for about a half century. He says, if you do it correctly... Not only does it not hurt, it has no effect on your fertility in the future as well. He says this, uh, Wang says this has been practiced in his village for about 300 years, but they've actually been losing participation over the years, so they want to actually bring it back to the forefront. And videos have been posted. I don't know if you've seen a video going around where a guy is crouching down and someone else is just literally just kicking him over and over in the nuts. (laughs) It has been circulating for about the last two weeks or so. Uh, and I think this is one of the efforts by Wang and his associates to try to get this back out into the – what are you laughing at, Bursch? This is I a just, serious story.
6: I just, here's, here's the part of the story that that, that I just uh, – that's really got me. Yes. When he says, well, you know, um, you know I, I've got two kids, and I've been doing it for a quarter century, and, uh, you know, so it doesn't affect your – all right, well, uh, listen, um, I'm going to go ahead – that's cool – but I'm gonna go ahead and take my chances and not do that. Oh, you know, it, it's like you know, like well, you know, if, if a tarantula crawled around on your eyeballs and bit you, you're not gonna die from it. All right, fair enough. I'm gonna go ahead and not take a chance. You know, I'm just gonna go going ahead and say I don't. I don't want any part of that. Like, who the hell wants to get hit in the balls that hard? Like, what's what's appealing about that? Like, I swear to God, like, hey, just kick me. Why? I don't know, because this is what I can do.
10: Show you how tough I am, I guess. Literal balls of steel. There you go.
6: Call me not tough. I don't want to get hit in the balls. I'll tell you that right now.
10: I'm right there with you. Yeah. Those are the scraps.
6: All right. Uh, Jesus. Uh, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Get Kev on Twitter, by the way, at KFIG1, at KFIG1. Coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, the prop at Monster. It is our spin on NFL games this weekend, and it's yours next here on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. I will be back on the air coming up later on today with my guy Bucky Brooks here on FSR, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern time, 2 to 5 Pacific time, right here on Fox Sports Radio. But right now, it's time for something we do called this.
4: Here to feed your degenerate gambling soul. (laughs) The prop... That monster
6: <laughs> Alright, Ryan Bershinger, executive producer. Uh, quickly, how did we do last week? And then what do we got lined up for this week?
8: Four-and-one last week, about five rushing yards away yeah. from Nick Chubb giving you five and no but yeah, a good four-and-one.
6: I should Wear just do out. this for Knox Locks.
8: You should. You really should. Alright, let's go. Wear them out. Let's go all day. Chiefs at Dolphins. Andy Reid's starting to get a, a little concerned over Tyreek Hill's backflips into the end zone. Would rather have him just doing him uh, after he scores the touchdown. So over under 0.5 backflips at any point from Tyreek Hill during this game. I'm going to say the under. I think there's clearly been a
6: message sent. Uh, I'm going to say the under. Maybe he'll attempt to do one or make it seem like he's going to do one. And then he'll just play it, uh, play it cool and not do one at all. So I'm going to take the under on that.
4: Wear them out. Let's go all day.
8: Vikings and Buccaneers. Could be a strong aerial attack from both sides in this one. Most receiving yards, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, Chris Godwin, or Mike Evans? Oh, jeez. I'm going to say...
6: I'm. Oh, man. I'm going to say Adam Thielen. I'll go Adam Thielen just because I feel like they're not going to be able to run the ball, and I think when when all else fails, Thielen is Cousins' go-to guy. I'm going
4: to
8: go with Adam Thielen in garbage time.
4: Wear him out. Let's go all day. Saints at Eagles.
8: Which quarterback has more rushing yards in this one, Taysom Hill or Jalen Hurts?
6: I'm going to go Taysom Hill. I'll say Taysom Hill in on this one. Not by a lot, but I'll say Taysom Hill. I do think Jalen Hurts is going to get out of the pocket a little bit.
4: Wear them out. Let's go all day. Steelers and Bills. Cole
8: Beasley quietly having a very strong season for Buffalo. Over under 65 and a half receiving yards for Cole Beasley.
6: I get a weird feeling about Pittsburgh in this game. I'm going to take the under.
4: Wear them out. Let's go all day.
8: Ravens at Browns. And finally, more total touchdowns, Lamar Jackson or Baker Mayfield. Oh, Lamar Jackson.
6: Well, I already bet on Baltimore in my Knox lock, so i got to take Lamar Jackson here. I don't want to go against the grain on myself. So, yeah, I've got to go with that. Uh, all right, this is uh, this has been a fun show for Ryan Bershinger, Chris Perfett, Kevin Figures, and everybody who took part in it. We appreciate it. I'm Jonas Knox. We're back again next week here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas.